Welcome to Critical Apocalypse episode 227. As always, we're here, we're ready to talk about some stuff. What if I killed your momentum by pausing now? Go for it. See how that does. Yeah? See how yeah, that does. Yeah, go for it. Yeah? Just yeah. doing your intro. No, you pause it. You do your thing, I'll do my thing, yeah? No, no, no. How many Transformers you buy this weekend? 17? 18? No, four. 14? Four. Four zero? Yeah. 40? Maybe, maybe. 40 no. Transformers. That's practically an army or a brigade. Would it be a brigade with Transformers? An armada. It's an armada, isn't it? Well, I did get Hotshot. You did get Hotshot. What's Hotshot? He's from Transformers Armada. So it's an armada. He's from our Transformers Armada. Do Transformers have armies? I mean, the... the, the, the they've got sides, the haven't they? But they don't have, like... like they're, they've got sides. Well, that's their army. They... They do a lot of fighting. Yeah, but everybody does a lot of fighting nowadays. It's the, it's the in thing. It's what it's about. War's cool. War is cool. Yeah. You're right. War is cool, Anne. And yeah. I'm going to speak about war a little bit in just a second. But oh, first... Great, you're the person to speak about war, what yeah. What news is happening this care. week? Is there any news? And are you going to talk about a thing this week? What? Mm, you don't talk about the news very often. You don't really like to say things about stuff you're not reviewing, but you could be talking about a thing. What would I talk about? What? Talk about news and have a little bit of news. So what's news, Ant? <laughs> what's what's news? What news? What's news? What's what's news with you, man? News is no, but what's news with you? What's up? What's going on? How are you doing? Not used to human interaction. Playing with Boater. Playing with Boater. Um, all right. There's been some. There's been some more Switch Two news coming out. Oh, is there? Oh, let's just do it all. What? Should we talk about some is this just on the mutations Switch? on the Switch Pro news? Isn't it? Yeah, basically. Yeah, it's the same well, thing that's been going on for the last so, five years. So the newest, the newest information is that it, while it will match the power of something alongside a along along the lines of a PS4 or an Xbox One. Mm. Um, mm. Not the current generation, mm. but the previous gen. Mm. And it's going to have an 8-inch screen, but it's going to be oh. LCD, not LCD. Do you know what else has got 8 inches? <laughs> what else has got 8 inches? <laughs> Come on, Ant, what else has got 8 inches? Sausages. No, no, no. no. Your, your no that was not good. That was not good. <laughs> your mum's got 8 inches. My mum's got 8 inches. No, yeah. I, you could have said 60% of a, foot, a subway foot long. Is it how long's a foot? 12 inches, <laughs> you fucking idiot. <laughs> Because I use metric. Well, yeah, okay, but you still got to know what like how, what the length of a foot or a yard is, right? Well, I don't even refer to the band metric as. Me. <laughs> <laughs> They're called Imperial over here. They're called Imperial over yeah, here. Yeah. It's a good one. The hey, British and, band metric. And what's a Ford Fiesta called in Mexico? Ford Party. <laughs> the only person to get that before I get. It's a fun joke. Fun little, fun little bit of information. Fun little tidbit. You like to have fun around here. You like to have fun around here. So that's it about the Switch. Oh, Kevin Spacey. I forgot to talk about this when it happened. Oh, right, okay. Is Kevin this... Spacey's uh, accusers all died. <laughs> have they all died? <laughs> yeah, they've all died. Every single one of them? Every single one of them's died. So all of the cases have been thrown out. So he's coming back to Hollywood, Ant. Oh, that's good. What yeah, Daily well... Wire movie would you be he's going to be cast in? I don't know. Gina Guerrero. Maybe what, he'll who, rap with Ben Shapiro. Maybe he'll rap with Ben Shapiro. Yeah. I feel like Americans are like... I, I've been talking to Liv about this because I've been talking about potentially going to the US for like mm. a holiday. Mm. I know, I don't... I don't know. And I, I just... I struggle with the idea of the US. Like, people have been telling me that they don't really walk anywhere. 
So when you go to a town, it's not designed for people to sort of walk around. Yeah, stupid. You meant to drive everywhere? Fucking nuts. Like they just space everything out by fucking miles. Yeah, but why do that? Because they're stupid. But why to can't sell cars? But why can't I go somewhere and just walk around and look at stuff? I don't know. Go Sweden. I I went to I went to Norway. That was nice. It's not it's not Sweden. Stockholm. Denmark. Man. Sorry, I went to. I might go to Norway. That'd be nice. Going to Amsterdam in a few weeks. Amsterdam. Hamster dance. Hamtaro. I was trying to explain to kids at work today about how we just have to make our memes last. You keep you keep talking about this as if you work in a school. Yeah. You don't work in a school and you work at CEX. You're yeah. not teaching these kids none. Don't you remember we had to, when, you know, we'd have all your base all belong to us and we had to make that last a year. No, I don't. Kids today just call. They put impact text on any picture and call it a meme. I don't remember that one. What was what was your base? Our us. All your base are belong to us. I don't remember that. The one. From from fucking the game. The fucking. Oh, this must have been a memorable meme. It doesn't matter. The, the meme's more memorable than the game. Although the game's quite good, but I can't. <laughs> what it's called. <laughs> Zero wing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's the one with cats. I don't remember it. And he's all like, someone set us up the bomb. I remember, I remember, like, one of the first memes I ever experienced was yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was very young, yeah, 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 and it was yeah, the Jill yeah. Sandwich meme from Resident Evil. Oh. And, like, it was, it was the one where someone had done a very poor Photoshop where they'd done, like, they'd done a picture of Barry Burton, and he had a shop in the back, and said, Barry's Sandwiches, come in and try a Jill Sandwich. Well, the Jill Sandwiches are in Dead Rising. Are they? Yeah, one of the shops in Dead Rising is called Jill Sandwich. Oh, there you go. There you go. I've completed the game many times. I should have known that, probably. Who mm. cares? Um, speaking of games, Ant, you played anything recently? That's right. Shut up. It's my turn first this week. Right. And what yeah. do we do? Yeah, you could review a game. What do we do, Ant? We take it in turns doing what, Ant? Beating small people up. Just people small smaller people. Than, just people who are smaller than us. But you're smaller than me, so should I beat you up? You're not some fucking... How tall are you, Ant? Ten foot... <laughs> What's that in meters? <laughs> What's that in meters? That in inches? I don't do meters. I've told you I do yards, feet, and yards. yards. <laughs> I don't know what is in yards. Um, okay, right. Well, I'm going to go first. I'm going to review a thing. That's what we do. We take it in turns to review shit that we've done or seen. Right? I'm playing with Peepo. You're playing with Peepo. Yeah. My God. Because that's the noise and ambulance. What piece? have we wrought? What has we become? You know <laughs> who has cheeseburger. <laughs> Because it's the noise an ambulance makes. That's what they. That's <laughs> I people, people. Oh yeah, that's 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 yeah. I hear that and I go, yeah. oh, someone's coming to rescue. It's a Japanese onomatopoeia. It's the fucking... You're racist against Japan. People and Bota. Who named those? Because if it was an American person, Japanese people. Do you know that for a fact? Yeah, because it's from a Japanese cartoon. What's that cartoon? Transformers Victory. Transformers isn't a Japanese cartoon. No, it says- it doesn't say anyway, but it's, it's Transformers. This. Transformers was made by Coca Cola to sell drinks around Christmas. You Pepsi. know that. Pepsi. Pepsi. Pepsi was the one that got the Coke to Transformers sponsorship. Oh right, okay. So Pepsi made Transformers to sell Pepsi. Yeah, yeah. When it, it was hot, so like, don't worry about global warming. Let's make more Transformers. And then uh, Ariana Grande put a flower in her gun. Just before Kylie Jenner. Kylie Jenner put a flower in a gun. Yeah. And everybody drank Mountain Dew and danced. Uh, they the did math. the do. They did the math. 
What are you going on about? What is going on with my fucking head today? Anyway, I'm going to review a thing. First thing I'm going to review today, I'm going to review a brand new game, man. It's really exciting. I'm very excited to talk about this game. Yeah, no yeah, one's played yeah, this game yeah, yet. Yeah, We're getting yeah. an exclusive. Brand new game, is it? Um, brand new game. Came game. out in 1994. Ikari Warriors. No, it came out in 1994, 1994. I think. Yeah, Wario Land, Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> Super Mario Bros. Land 3. Super Mario Land 3. Super Mario Land 3. Yeah, I played the Game Boy game. Oh, yeah. Wario Land. Yeah. Super Mario Land yeah. 3. Never heard of it. You've never heard of this game? No. It's incredible, Never Anne. heard of it. You would not believe the action is non-stop. The characters, the sprites, the graphics. It has I them. said to myself, I couldn't imagine a Game Boy game ever looking like a living cartoon that you can experience as you play through it. And I'll tell you what, Ant. This game has blown my mind and changed all concept I have of graphics and gameplay. What you got there? What you got there, Ant? You seem to have some sort of prototype cartridge for a game. What prototype cartridge is that? Oh, look. Why would it be a prototype cartridge? Because it, because I've been the only person to play the game. Oh, right, yeah. And I've gifted you a copy of the prototype. <laughs> all right, okay, this bit is just dead on, dead on arrival. It's a game from fucking 30 like years ago. It's a game from 30 children. years ago. <laughs> Dead on Arrival, just like my children. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Dan. Uh, this, is, this is Anne's villain arc starting today, is it? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, yeah, so it's a uh, continuation for the character Wario that we met at the end of Super Mario Land 2. He was the villain who had taken over Mario's castle and locked us out, causing us... To have to go and find the six golden coins. Once we found the coins, we then defeated Wario in one-on-one combat. But that wasn't the end of Wario's Mortal story. Mortal Kombat. What? Mortal Kombat. One-on-one combat. Hmm. Mortal Kombat. Some would say, you know, all combat is Mortal Kombat because we're all mortal. But okay. Anyway, so um, I played this because I wanted to play through all of the Wario Land games. And I'm currently on four. Yeah. I'm going to play 4 next because that's one that I remember from when I was a kid. I never owned it, but my friend did. I played and it a couple of times. Jibber. The GBB air. Um but this game is fucking incredible, Anne. The original one, yeah. Yeah, the original is very weird. Never heard of it though. No, but it's yeah, because I've been the only person who's gotten to play it. But it's yeah. very weird to play a game. I got the rabbit hat. It's very weird to play a game, the one that makes you shoot across the... Yeah, I like it. <laughs> the rabbit hat with rocket boosters. Yeah. Um, it's really weird to play a game, like the originator of a series, and see everything there almost immediately. You know? But it doesn't have the being invincible thing. No, it doesn't. You've, you've got lives in this one. Well, yeah. you've essentially got two lives, because you've got a power, and then you've got your smaller form. And if you get beaten up a little bit, you lose your power... And if you get hit again, you die, so you have lives. But other than that, like the character and the idea of powers and stuff, straight away it's all there. It doesn't feel like Mario, which is weird considering it's like a spin-off. He's slower and clunkier, isn't he? He doesn't feel slower and clunkier. And there's actually a nice thing where if you're on a platform and you, you quickly press forward and jump whilst holding down the sprint button, you sort of get an extra boost to your jump. But all in all, like, really, really fun game, really great concept, and I'm I'm just, I'm kind of sad that we don't have more games like this, because after, what was it, the Shake Dimension? Was that the last one that was a side-on thing? Can't go in the door, what? Was that the last one that was a side-on thing, the Shake oh, Dimension? Oh, Shake Dimension. Yeah, that was the 2D one, wasn't it? 
I don't have. Do I not have enough coins for the thingy? No, you have to press up and then A. B. Oh, B, sorry. Um, and then you put a coin in the slot and it's your return point. Yeah, yeah. It's your checkpoint. Um, but yeah, like, it's just. It's. Oh, yeah, the bull hat makes you stick to the ceiling, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. You can hold yeah. up, I think, and it keeps you stuck there. I can't remember. Yeah. I played it a few days ago. Oh, that's it, a few days ago, a week and a bit ago. Um, but at the end of the game, so at the end of the game, it's. It takes you to a screen where it says you've collected X amount of treasure and it gives you a mm. castle. And, like, that's basically the whole plot of the game is that Wario's trying to get his own castle. After losing Mario's castle, after stealing Mario's castle and losing it, oh. he's looking to get his own castle. So he has to go on this adventure to get treasure, amass his treasure, and then gets a castle. And I ended up with a tree, a dead tree as a castle. And I yeah, think yeah. that's meant to be a bad score, but I'd kind of be happy living in a tree. You should keep building up because you get a much better castle. Yeah, you have to like build up your money that you get at the end of the thing, and you have to find the treasures as well. I only found like yeah, half I did the all treasures. that. Um, I don't have a save file of that though. Oh, so you don't have conveniently you don't have a save file of it? No, I don't. No, convenient. Conveniently, you don't have a save file that proves you played the game. That I am the only person who has ever completed said game in yeah. the whole of the last thirty years. Oh, he put a spiky hat on. That's cheating. Um, but yeah, all in all, like really, really solid game. Really interesting to see a Game Boy game like that. That is just, I, I don't know if like they knew what they were going to do with Warrior once they'd made Super Mario Land Two, or if this was just a case of they saw how they much gonna, the character was a star. They were like Wario. He's not even on the front cover for Super Mario Land Two, is he? No, because he's the villain. Why would you put the villain on? Because the front you'd have him in the castle or something on the box art. But he's not even that. He's just like, yeah. But just really interesting, really nice game, and a good way to spend a few hours. It's not short, either. That's the crazy thing. Like, Super Mario Land 2, I managed to complete in, like, an hour and a bit. Um, but you didn't complete it properly. What do you mean? Did you get all the coins? Yeah. You have to get all six of the coins. There's more coins. you got to do more than that. No, you don't. Yeah, you do. There's a whole thing. Well, I didn't do that for Wario Land, and that still took me, like, ten hours to complete. There's a lot of Wario Land. But yeah, just really fun game. Really good. I recommend anyone who hasn't played it. It's shocking it's not already on Switch Online or any of that shit. Like, they've only got Wario Land 3, as far as I know. Well, the, I don't know. I haven't got Nintendo Switch Online anymore. No, I haven't paid for mine. I've just uh, uh, can't be bothered. Um, I had to buy toys. Yeah, you did. But yeah, otherwise, um, yeah, no, it's just, it's really solid. If you've got a Game Boy and you've got a copy of it, crack it out, have a great time. If you don't, Steal it online because they haven't made it possible for you to play it. And uh, or you can buy it on the 3DS or the Wii U still what? until April when that gets shut down, and then it's officially legal to pirate this shit. Uh, morally correct. Yeah, morally justifiable. It's always morally correct to pirate. It's always morally justifiable. Nintendo well. games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I give this. Uh, I'm going to give it a Cape Blanchette. It's a classically be- a classical beauty. With enough class to really carry it home, you know? Yeah? Your review, Anne. It's an English rose. I mean, her name's Kate, not Rose, Anne. Mm. Stop trying to call all like, women Rose. Like, um... Helen Mirren. No, who's the, um... Rachel Kelly Brooke. Okay. Kelly Brooke, she's an English rose. <laughs> you keep talking about Kelly Brooke. I, I feel like you, there's something going on there that I need to know. Although, like, when you think about, like, Kelly Brooke, she You think of with... Billy Zane? Without Billy Zane and Jason Statham, didn't she? No, but you think about Billy Zane. The Zane star. Oh. The star of Dead Meat. Oh, she could have done so much better. Than Billy Zane? Yeah. 
She could have married... She could have gone out with um, Leo DiCaprio until she was 23. And then she would have been kicked to the curb. Yeah. Anyway, what my special review? A fucking whatever. Oh. Oh. Uh, let's play it as uh, Void Rivals. I haven't reviewed Void Rivals yet. You haven't even read it. You haven't even read the new Robert Kirkman comic book series that's currently having its like couple of months hiatus because they do that Skybound apparently. Skybound do a thing where they like do like six issues and then take a break for a few months and then come back with six more. I guess to stop their writers having to churn out a comic every month and mm. get a bit of leeway. Yeah. Um, but Void Rivals is a new comic kicking off the Energon universe, which is Skybound's new thing. Mm. Which is basically, well, it's the Hasbro thing. They got the Hasbro license. And it's going to be all Transformers and G.I. Joe and stuff like that. And who knows what else? The possibilities are endless. And, well, within the realm of Hasbro's licensing agreements, um, we could get a Rom the Space Knight comic. Finally. Imagine that. Um, but yeah, so Void Rivals is about, there's like two bases. They're constantly at war. They live on this giant ring planet and it's split in half. And each one basically is at war with the other one for whatever reasons they don't really remember. They've been at war forever. Yeah. And a member of each race, they get into a conflict in space, they crash land on a planet, and they sort of end up having to help each other get off the planet, or they'll die. And at first they try to kill each other, and it's a bit enemy enemy mine-like at the start. You remember Enemy Mine? No. The Dennis Quaid film. He's on the planet with the alien. Oh, cool. And the alien's pregnant. And he has a baby, and then he does a rebellion. It's... With Dennis Quaid? Yeah. No. Classic film. No, you're thinking of a different film. No, I'm not. So they they they, rep- they they try to repair their ship. They use parts from each one other ship to like cobble together enough of a ship to to get off the planet. Yeah. But they make a discovery <gasps> in the months that it took them to build their ship. <gasps> Turns out their two species are the same species. <gasps> Big plot twist. Oh. Big plot twist. Because the idea is, is that they think the other species is an invading force. Mm-hmm. Both of them have got been told the other species is from somewhere else and they're trying to take over the ring planet. And it's only through, like, you know, some great p- great plot that they've managed to maintain this order with the split down the middle of the ring world. But, um, yeah, turns out they're not. And a bunch of adventures happen and they end up back at the ring world, but one of the guys ends up captured... By the other, by the other girls, I can't remember their name because it's been a few weeks since I read it. Um, but they've been captured, and there's a whole load of people trying to hide the, the truth. They don't, they can't let the story get to the other side. That they know that they're both the same species, and they're like fighting some sort of manufactured war. Of course. Um, imagine if the same species of people fought each other endlessly. That'd be crazy. Yeah, why would someone do that? Um, but yeah, they, they basically like there's a government organization. They seem to they know the truth, and they're trying to stop it from getting out. And now our well, now our heroes are trying to expose it, and they're like joined a little rebellion. But everyone's like struggling. They're on the planet on the planet of the whatever the side is. What's the name of the frigging planet? I can't remember the name of the planet or anything, man. My brain's gone blank. You didn't let me read my comics again. You stopped me from reading the comics and rereading. Well, no, do that. I don't know, man. But they, yeah, they they've discovered mysteries and stuff. But it all ties into the Transformers stuff. It's all set in the same universe as Transformers, and like right from issue one, there's like the odd little thing in each issue. That's like there's a little bit of Transformersy stuff. 
to make all the people waiting for the new Transformers comic to read it. You know, you got to hook them in. Like in the first issue, they find a ship. They're like, oh, we can fix this. And they fix it. They're like, this technology's weird. It's almost like it's living. And they fix it, and it's it's a Transformer. It's Jetfire. He, like, transforms, and he's like, what the fuck? He transforms into a robot and goes, ah, thanks for fixing me. Um, Got to be somewhere, though, and he just flies off. And they're just like, ah, shit, that's our only way off. Planet. But you say it's a ring planet. No, they're the planet they crashed on. Oh, okay. In the first episode, they crashed okay. on a different planet. Okay. It's not a ring planet, it's a ring world. Oh, Planets don't form. like Halo. Yeah. It's really good. Are you watching Halo Season 2, are you? you know, did you watch Halo Season 1? I did. Yeah. I did. It was mm. not great. Halo Season two's out soon. Yeah, I'm actually going to watch it again. Yeah. Because like, when they did the violence in the first season, it was actually all right. Oh, that's like, what you like. You like violence. Yeah, the violence was good. Simpleton. Simpleton. Um, no, it's a really good comic. It like there seems to be this plot going on. I think my theory is because they they their ship gets their ship that they cobble together gets stole taken by this guy called Skuxoid, who's a um, super old Transformers reference. Like he's a character that appeared in like one episode of Ooh. season three of Transformers, a lizard bounty hunter guy. Hmm. Um, he steals their ship and takes it to the Quintessons. And he had a captured Quintesson judge. Quintesson. Yeah, Quintessons. Quintessons. You quintessentially shut your mouth. Okay. But um, they know something. The name of the ring world is like reminds them of someone from their part, the Quintessons past, that left them at some point, abandoned their duties. And I know all the va- all the people on this ring world, they've got like a gem on their head. That like one race has like a triangular gem. One race has a squarish gem or something. Um. If you look at the Quintessons, each of their heads have a little shape in the middle. I reckon one of the Quintessons went and made races based on the different faces of their Quintesson judge. And they made a... I think they went off and made a species I don't see their own. races when I see a racist faces, misplaced hatred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's, That's it's the been, way it is. It's been fun so far. Yeah. Um, be interesting how it ties into the Transformers comic that's ongoing now by Daniel Warren Johnson, who did... Do a Powerbomb. That's a good comic. It's about a bunch of wrestlers who get taken to an alien planet because the aliens think they're really good fighters and they have to try and fight in these galactic battles against aliens. I can't imagine what would go wrong with that situation. Mm. It's a Free Amigos type situation. Yeah. But um, Who's, yeah. Who plays Martin Short? Who plays Martin, Martin Short does? What's back? He's in the wrestling comic. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, every time you turn the page, he's like, please let me out of here. Yeah, he's like, I'm trapped in inside of Dennis Quaid. Hmm. It's a real reverse inner space situation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I bought it back to yeah. Enemy Mine. Yeah. Because Dennis Quaid. Yeah. It was in a space, though. was so. in inner space. Yeah. Inside of Martin Short. Yeah. And now, hmm. mentioning Martin Short, because you spoke yeah. about the Free yeah. Migos, yeah. he's in the comic. Yeah, yeah, now he is. Doing yeah. a reverse Apparently. inner space. Yeah. He's upside Dennis Quaid's butt. But yeah, it hasn't hasn't tied into the main Transformers comic yet. Although Jet Jetfire turned up and then stuff happens. To what Jetfire. in the space? No, in, tra- in oh. comics, comics. Oh yeah, comics. Jetfire did like in the first issue of the Transformers comic. Jetfire's there. He's the one who wakes up the Ark and wakes up the Transformers that are on the Ark, and he's unaware of what's happened and in their conflict. Turns, closes his eyes. No, and he survives. But um, the new Transformers comic is friggin' phenomenal so far. Oh, cool. Five, four issues in, fifth issues out in a few weeks. Okay. Um, but I'll, yeah, I'll catch up with Void Rivals when it starts up again in March, carries on issue seven. 
the first lot is out as a collected thing. I'm reading the new Robert Kirkman comic as it comes out. I read a new comic. This isn't my review. No, it's your review. Okay. Void Rivals, it's good. I yeah, no, Read I'm, the first six I, issues. I, I, it's on my list. I haven't gotten to it yet because I had to finish off a couple of other things. The guy's got a little robot hand. I just finished I Hate He's This Place. He's got a glove that's alive. I just finished a comic called I Hate This Place. Yeah. It's really good. It's about a couple. Is that your next review? No. A couple that get a farm. Yeah. And every night... Like we bought a zoo. We bought a zoo. No, no, no. They like they inherit because the great aunt of one of the couple dies, and every night these ghosts come up to mm. the come up to the windows of the house, but they don't go in. Oh. But if you go out, the ghosts, if they touch you, mm. you experience mm. how they died, and it can kill you. Oh. And so, like, there's like people with, like arrows in them. Why and would stuff. ghosts have that ability? It's just it relates to the mystery of why yeah. they're there in the first place because they're not. They they don't want to be there. They they want to leave. Same go then. Yeah, but um, but like, yeah, really good. Like the hit show Ghosts. Like the hit show Ghost Whisperer. No ghosts. What the comedy show? The 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 British comedy show Ghosts. Ghosts aren't funny yet. Ghosts are real. And the America it's got an American version. Oh really? Yeah. Ghosts aren't funny yet. Ghosts are real. Ghosts Americans are don't have ghosts because they don't have religion. They've got cults, fake religion. Um, My review, my next review, is going to be Super Mario RPG for the SNES. Oh no, what a mistake I made. I actually meant the Swish. Nintendo Swish. That's not... I don't know what's going on with my brain. I had a cold. I felt pretty crap yesterday. Good. And uh, I'm not thriving at. I'm not not in a happy place. Oh. But anyway, so... I'm going to be miserable again. Shut up, Han! Don't you fucking tell me how to feel. <laughs> it's, that, it's that punchy violence, that <laughs> random wake you up moment people listen to our podcast. <laughs> people don't listen to our podcast. What am Anyway, Han. <laughs> Super Mario RPG on the Switch. It's a remake of the game from the SNES that never came out in the US. It came out here, though, didn't it? No, it didn't no. come out here. It came out in the US. Oh, the other way around. It's a real reverse inner space situation. You should really pay attention <laughs> to the YouTube videos about retro gaming you keep watching. <laughs> <laughs> so, I've discovered that those, like the movie, what was the Transcendence, the Johnny Depp movie? Yeah, never watched it. So, it's really good at putting me to sleep. It's better than NyQuil. It's better than any prescription drug I've ever had for getting to sleep. Mm-hmm. I put it on and as soon as I hear like people going like, we're going to make ourselves digital representation, I'm like, it's just fantastic. Perfect. Um, but retro video game ones where it's like, did you know that back in the day, Pikachu was actually called something different before Pokemon? Yeah, he was um, named after a slur. And I just, you know, like where you, you just hear the same facts over and over again 600 fucking times. It just puts you straight to sleep. It's great. But anyway, that's besides the point. I played Super Mario RPG. Uh, originally released ninety six. Was it ninety six or ninety eight? It's like late in the late in the day for the whatever it was. It was late in the day for the SNES. It didn't come out here. Came out in the US. Came out in Japan. Um, and you know, like it was always something that people were aware of. It just never came out here because by then, I'm guessing the N sixty four was on the horizon. We had the PlayStation stuff coming out, so it just the PlayStation was already out. Yeah, so it just it just didn't have. They didn't think it would have the impact that... No, the that, people in the UK didn't play RPGs, apparently. 
Well, that's bollocks, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so um, I played it for the first time on the Switch. It's a beautiful remaster. It does look really nice in some places. Like the actual design of it's just fucking great. It's just Mario wordlessly goes around trying to find the seven stars to rebuild the star path. Only seven stars. Yeah, to rebuild the star path so that people's dreams and wishes can be granted again. Um, And initially you think, oh, maybe Bowser's the one who's done this. But no. That's Kamek. Kamek, a big sword. What? No, Kamek the blacksmith, sorry. Kamek's a wizard. No, it's not Kamek. It's, it's a big sword has gone through the the gone through Bowser's castle. Yeah, yeah, that's that. And and there's a bunch of creatures inside of the sword hmm. that's sending over sword monsters oh. and robots, and you got to kill them. Oh. And it's up to you. So the characters in this one, two of them have never been in anything else. One of them's Mallow, who's like a cloud dude, and then the other one is um, the other one is is um, Gizo Genzo. Gizo. What, the little clown guy? No, he's like a little marionette pup. Yeah, yeah, he's in other stuff. Is he? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, those two I've never seen before. Geezer. Geezer? Yeah, Geezer Butler. Maybe Geezer Butler. From, um... Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so um, it's really cute. It's really well done. The music's great. The battle system's really fun. Um, I tried playing the SNES one. <laughs> I tried playing the SNES one after playing this one just to no. see... Well, it was like because it was a bit like Live Alive. You remember when I played that and I said there's that ninja part where Live Alive, Live Alive, Live Alive. Everyone calls it Live Alive, but it oh. clearly should be like Live, live alive. alive. Yeah, there's a there's yeah. a there's a mechanic in that where you play as the ninja and you can press a button and he puts like a little cloth up and then basically blends with the blends with the scene on screen. Ninja. And people can walk through you and stuff. And I was trying to work out how they did that on the SNES. Um, so I, I played a little bit of the SNES one of that game, or like a fan translation of that. Wait, you, it's Gino. Gino's the Gino, name. Gino, the Gino. There you go. Yeah, he's um, in something else. But um, but Super Mario RPG. I went back and tried to play the SNES one, and it's fucking weird. And it doesn't really feel like a. It feels more like a tech demo than a full product. Because as you're playing it, like <laughs> it feels a bit juddery and weird. And I think that's because obviously. Why do you play a translation anyway? It's on the Switch. What. It's the Switch online thing. No, that's where I played Super Mario RPG. I was talking about Live Alive when I was talking about the fan oh, translation. What? Anyway. That's out on Switch. Yeah, I've got the I've got the remake. What are you talking about that now? Because I played an original version of the SNES Titans and yeah. Star one. And I was saying about the ninja thing, and I was yeah. trying to work out how the technology worked in the old SNES yeah. version. So like imagine what it would be like. And uh, and I did the same with Super Mario RPG and it just felt clunky and weird like a tech demo. It didn't feel like a finished product. Whereas this Switch remake, remaster, re-release is great. The Super Mario RPG. Yeah, it feels weird. But you're on about. I'm on about the Switch remaster. I played the original yeah. to see what it was like on the original. That live alive, live alive. Yeah, but I was comparing it to this oh. because it's oh. similarly to this. It is a remake of a Switch game where the mechanics I can't imagine working on the SNES. They do. They just. They don't really. You yeah. press the buttons. It feels weird to play it on the SNES. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Super Mario RPG on the Switch. It's really good. Um, I recommend people give it a go. And it's also like I don't, I don't know if it didn't sell very well or what, but it's already a little bit cheaper. It's about thirty-five quid now. So that's pretty good. 
And it's a good game. It's not super long, but it's like a good length and it's, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. It keeps you wanting to find out what happens next. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. Fun battle mechanics. Get fucked at your review. You oh, jump on. I'm going to give this. You jump on the monsters. I'm going to give this a Rachel Wise. That's not wise. Why not? Mm. What about Ray Wise? What? Ray Ray Wise? Ray Wise? Rachel Wise. Rachel Weiss. It's W-E-I-S-C. Whereas Ray Wise is W-I-S-E. You're talking about Ray Wise from the classic... The classic TV series, Beauty and the Beast. Twin Peaks. Beauty and the Beast, starring Sarah Connor. Not in season three. And Ray Ron Perlman. Not in season... (laughs) Spoilers, Anne! Have you not finished watching that yet? No, not yet. Fucking... I like I like that she gets cut up all over her face, hmm. and then she comes out of the thing, and there's just a tiny scar in her, and then like, oh, the wonders of plastic surgery these days. I just I imagine the people that are walking around now with like lip fillers and shit, looking like monsters. It'd be, it would be so bad just to have a few scratches on your face compared to them. You're a few, man. You have a few scratches. On Shut your the fuck up. Face in a fucking minute, you fucking Hercules. I got a big transformer. Oh, whoop-de-doo. Have you not seen my big Transformer? No. Which one? This one. Oh, Lion-O. No, this is fucking Deathsaurus. Lion-O? This is Deathsaurus. I've got to be careful Lion-O. with it. So Why Def- is it broken? No, because it's just big and it's knocking stuff over. So, it's Haslab Deathsaurus. Who is Deathsaurus? Tell me, what's his motivation? Deathsaurus is the villain of, of Transformers Victory. Okay. The show Wait. that... The, the, this guy's the hero of. Star Saber oh. is the hero of. No, that's, uh, that's Optimus Prime. That's Star Saber. That's, Optimus o- that's Optimus Prime. That's not Optimus Prime, that's Star Saber. That's Optimus Prime. Anyway. You hate me some days. Death Source was the HasLab project for the end of 2021. Why was it a project for the end of 2021? Because they do HasLab things, don't they? they? You know what they do on there. They They go, hey, if you give us money, we'll make this. I didn't know they did that, but that's... Have you not seen they did the Ghostbusters thing and everything? No. Have you not seen the Ghostbusters backpack they did and all the... Oh, okay. Do you remember when they did that yeah, one yeah, for yeah, the yeah, really, yeah. really expensive Ghost Rider car and it was like 300 quid? Ghost Rider? Oh, well, the Robbie Reyes one from the comics? Yeah. They did the Haslab for that and no one wanted did it. they do that? They wanted 300 quid for it. Why would anyone want that? For, free, for a car. Well, I mean, Robbie Reyes was a really cool... Uh, like really cool Ghost Rider, but like that's still weird for a thing to make. Three hundred quid. Yeah, that's really weird for a car to put your little man in. Yeah, Transformers you, already are cars. Even, did it not come with the? Because there's not a Robbie Reyes figure. Yeah, it came with a figure of him. Oh, it came with a figure of him. There's already a figure, I think. I think uh, there might be a Marvel Legends one. Death Source is a big lad. Yeah, he's a big guy. What's going on? He turns into a big robot chicken. What? Like kaiju thing. What? It's a big monster. Think you know you know um who's the Godzilla monster? I've forgotten his name. Is the big chicken thing? Biolatan. That's that's a she's plant. Biolatan. The the one with the big claws, and he's got the razor thing in his stomach. Ultraman. No. Oh, um, uh, 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 jet. Not jet jaguar. No, um, no, um. His name begins with G. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name. Garrus. No. Garrus. No. Gino. No. Gerald. Yeah, Gerald. Jim? Gerald. Anyway, he turns into one of them. Jimothy? Big kaiju. 
yeah. chicken thing. Um, and he's got buddies. Oh. He's got an eagle guy. Yeah. That goes in his chest. Oh. Or in Japan, they was called the breast force. Oh. They're called chest. you got to put your breast here. foot forward. And he's got another chest guy. See this chest guy here? Yeah. He comes out. He turns into a tiger. Oh, I it's see. like a tiger I thing. See. Yeah, he's all little folded up in there. Yeah. Is that guy's heart exposed now, though? No, no. Yeah, but like... Yeah, look, it's very exposed. You can fit stuff in there. What would you put in there? Secrets. Maltesers. Secrets. No, you put your secrets. Um, but he's he's fucking fantastic. He's got chrome parts, right? Which are definitely going to come apart. No, they don't do chrome often nowadays because, like, it, apparently it's super bad for the environment. And also it comes but apart. We've seen To be happens. honest, it it's worth it to destroy the environment if I get some chrome on my Transformer toys. Yeah. You know, that's how it goes. Um, the, the Tiger Chess guy... Can turn into a bow and arrow, and he's flexible enough that he can he can like hold the bow and arrow in both arms. He's got like those special fingers. He's got the ones that's like you can bend individual fingers, sort Ooh. of. Well, two fingers at a time. They're locked together, two at the ones. But um, oh, this thing's great because he's he's a follow up to that star saber one I got. The oh, one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Follow up to that, but he's he feels a bit more sturdier. He's a bit bigger, a little bit bigger, not much bigger, but slightly bigger, just a bit bigger. Comes with a throne, a big yeah, old throne. Does the throne become a transformer? No, but the throne does store just, all his weapons on the back, which of, is quite is nice. Just a bit of plastic. He's got he's got weapon storage on the back. You'd think you'd make that into another transformer because he's got a sword, a massive great big cannon gun thing, mm. a shield, Wait. a flail, and, and it all stores on the back. It a cannon gun thing. It's a massive. It's, a cannon is a gun. It's called the living matter, matter destroying cannon. That's just a gun. It's just a massive... Just a big it's gun. got big spindly fingers. I would move it, but Peepo and Boat are still on the display stand, and they come with it as well. Peepo and Boat came with it. Oh, cool. Um, and they're be- much better than the MicroMasters that came with Star Saber. Comically better. Like the Star Saber MicroMasters, uh, Holly and Fire, were shite. They were like the worst part of it. But these guys, freaking great. Solid, transform properly, don't fall apart all the time. If you were going to make a transformer, what would you name it? Tim. No, I mean, like, seriously, if you were going to make a transformer, what would you name it? Cunt man. Cuntron. <laughs> he turns into a... Turns into a giant... Giant cunt. No, no, just a car, just a regular car. Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, there needs to be more regular cars in transformers. I'd like um, some transformers that just turn into, like, a Honda Civic. Or something. I don't have many that turn into regular, you know, cars that people actually own. Yeah. Like even the Volkswagen Beetle now isn't that, is it? It's like a, an actual Volkswagen Beetle nowadays costs you a ridiculous amount of money. Does it? Yeah. I've got I've got Reboost and Skids. They turn into um, Honda City Tourers. You know the ones from City Connection. You know that game on the SNES? on the NES. Yeah. You play that the two D one where you jump up and down. It's kind of like Mappy um, or Flicky. So it's a car like that with a car. Hmm. Um, yeah, he turns into one of them. That's, that's the normal car. You don't get many normal cars. Don't get any farm equipment. I would like more farm equipment transformers. I've only got one. I've got Thunderhoof. You don't have JCB? Well, the one for Luke, who's five, and his dad's Bruce Lee, drives around in. Oh, I wish I was a truck driver with that's the flowers song, yeah, that's in the song. my head. That's the song, yeah. In 77 and 69, there was revolution in the air. Yeah. Was born too late to a world. Anyway, do you want to... Have you heard that? Yeah. It, 
You hear that ratchet? That's good ratcheting, isn't it? You hear that ratchet? Just the ratchets, man. Can but, you hear the ratchet sing? Wait, 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 wait. Oh, God, that's my knee. Oh, God, yeah, it sounds like me walking. If I had quibbles, one is... Um, it was in quibbles? What does that become? It turns into a... Um, a video Question playing mark. system for that show plays short ten minute videos. <gasps> um, it would be that his shoulders, his outward movement on his shoulders, when you, when you first got him out of the box, mm. was terrifying to move. Oh really? Um, it was locked in so tight, I wasn't entirely sure it actually was meant to move. But there's clearly a hinge at the top, and there's a screw going through it. So I was like, oh, it must move. And I'm pulling it, and it started pulling the entire structure <laughs> out that his arms on. Because his arm's on this whole structure that does a really clever thing during transformation. Um, but it also, it bends out. Oh, tiger chest. He's got butterflies. Look at the butterfly joints. Butterfly joints. Oh, nice. But this whole bit pops off and comes down when he transforms. And it spins around, locks into his legs. Really clever. But um, he's a, he's a big old tough lad. And the only other thing I'd say was a little bit... Like you know, ew, about it. Um, when you transform into giant chicken mode, there's like some gaps at the back. It's got folding panels on the leg, but they just kind of don't really cover the gaps. They just sort of fold up, and you know, you you would like on this sort of hundred ninety pound friggin' figure mm. that you can't buy now. You could only get it if you signed up to the Haslab thing. So that makes me special. I mean, there's a lot of things that make you special, right? Yeah. Like the bus that I go to school. I was going to say the neurological yeah. condition you were. <laughs> mm. But um, yeah, you would like it if you know it was just a little bit, little bit. You know that was taken care of. I mean, no I, I I think that there's it's a really cool looking figure. Um, it's obvious that he becomes something with wings because he has wings. Yeah. Um, it'd be nice if they could be like chicken. tucked in. Yeah, he becomes a big chicken. It'd be nice if they could be tucked in, and that well, space in his chest. That's. <laughs> Does he become an axe? What? Could you make him into an axe? No, but he's got big wings. It's just... They look like axe blades when you when you did that then. Yeah, it looks like you've just got an axe in your hand. Doesn't have an axe. Could use him as an axe though. I mean like you would expect the chair to do a bit more other than hold the weapon. Well he doesn't need to sit and he doesn't even sit in it actually. Yeah. When you plug him into the chair, um plug him in. technically yeah you do. You see the big groove in the back? Oh yeah. The chicken head like slides into it and it locks oh. it in place. Um, you actually have to undo his knees because he has special joints just for when he's sitting down, so his knees can be at the right length, so he can sit properly. They that's, thought of everything. That's adorable, Ant. Um, but he actually doesn't sit in the chair. He hovers about. A, a <laughs> he cent- hovers. Yeah, his ass is like a centimetre. Like off a the- woman at a dodgy toilet at a festival. Yeah. He hovers above the seat on his throne. <laughs> on his throne. Yeah, he hovers just above the top of his throne, as you should do when your throne looks like it's covered in blood. It doesn't look like it's covered in blood. It, may, it looks like it's made of boils. Do Transformers even have blood? I mean, it's probably made out of living metal remains from his living metal destroying cannon, which I would show you, but I don't want to knock everything over by yeah, taking don't. stuff off the back. Don't, don't you dare. Um, the, sto- kind of the weapon storage on the back is incredible. Yeah. The way it I mean, all yeah, clearly in, that You can't nothing. see it. It's behind there, but there's a lot of stuff. If we were if we were to take that and use it as something else, we could put some kitchen utensils in there. It does have a flight stand as well, and it came with um, effects parts, but I haven't even taken the effects parts oh, out of the box. Oh, it's actually got like a standard stuff. But that is the standard base there. Oh, cool. But it's got a flight stand arm that you can put on. Yeah, you can make it look like he's flying around. And you can 
That should save you a bit of space for more Transformers. Stick a little bit up for Mama Elaine. Yeah. On the back. Mama Elaine. Um, you know. The and, Devil's um, Back Passage. Yeah, and then he can fly. He can fly around. But he's good. He's a good looking lad. Yeah, what would you what would you want to what would you want to transform? What that transforms into? What would you want it to transform into? And what what would you call it? Transform it into um, uh, your mum. Um, so Gaelosaurus. Gale. That's what I call her. <laughs> Gale. That's what I call her. Her name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, take that, Matt. How how you feel about? <laughs> yeah, on first name terms with your mum. Yeah, I mean most people are. It's her fucking name. <laughs> That's the um, that's Deathsaurus. That's Deathsaurus. Yeah. yeah, what would you want to transform what would you want like a transformer to transform into? Like because you've got so many. I'm assuming you'd be the right person. I to said ask. the whole bunch of things. No, but say like something else. Say so, uh, something else. fucking uh, there's not much else. There's there's transformers of everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, name a thing. Uh B fifty two bomber. There's um Stratosphere. Tractor. Tractor. Well, the only fire, the fireman equipment one, the only one is Thunderhoof. He turns into one of those tractors that's got the spiky things. Oh, a fresher. That's not a tractor, that's a fresher. I've got a big one in there and I've got a small one over there. Okay. Uh, cherry picker. Cherry picker. There's not many cherry. Why would there be a cherry picker? Because he's got a really cool long arm. You can make that yeah. into a mace. There's one that turns into an ice lolly. You know, there's... A, yeah, the little mini one. No, there's... um. I mean, there is that, but there's also a Japanese cartoon mascot character, cartoon character called Gary. G-A-R-I. Gary. And there's a toy of him that turns into an ice lolly. It's an, it's, it is a Transformer toy. What about... And don't forget Animorphs are Transformers as Tra- well. Animorphs are Transformers. I know about that. I'm not talking about biological Transformers here. No. I'm talking about like robots in disguise. Yeah. Um, I know no, the, 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 the line shoes. was... There's shoes The robots now, in the skies. Yeah. Well, there's not... There's a Stoptimus Prime shoe, yeah. Yeah. What about... There's a gun as well. That's a Megatron. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of... A couple of guns. What about what about a? There's motorbikes. Yeah, there's a few. Is there one that turns to a bike with a sidecar? Uh, yeah, there's um, um, Frash from Transformers Earthspark. Okay, and what about a screwdriver? A screw, why would anything turn into a screwdriver? To fix the other Transformers. Doesn't need to, actually. There's um, r- uh, there's um, Rung. Yeah, he turns in. It's not. It's not an Earth screwdriver. It's like a space screwdriver. Yeah, okay. but it's no one's sure what his power, what his mode is. But you find out there's this hints that he may have actually been someone who made Transformers. There's ones that become rocks, right? Rock lords. Yeah. What is there one that becomes like a sofa? No. Why would anyone become a sofa? That's the ultimate disguise. You attack someone when they're in the in the. That's a rock guy. That's a rock guy. That's Magnius. Magnius. Yeah, he turns into like a rock car. They like something from the Flintstones. <laughs> so they do realize that Magnus is an actual name. Magnius. I know, but as like... in the rock. Yeah, but they could have just called him Magnus man. as like a fun. No, because he's a rock. Like even Magnanimous. You can't trademark just someone's name. Megamanimous. No. Megamungamous. Megamungamous. No. Magnanimous. I got a G two Grimlock. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. But that's, yeah, like I just there's like there's got to be other stuff that they can become that could be interesting because like you say, farming equipment's fucking awesome. There's tanks and guns and cars and you can't just they can't sell. Jumbo jets? Guns to kids. Jumbo jets? Probably. I don't know. Jettison? Concords? I've got a Concord one. You got a Concord one? Yeah. He's in the box. It's, oh. 
Concordia? Silverbolt. What's his, oh, Silverbolt. Into, yeah, the leader of the aerial bots. A news helicopter? A news helicopter, probably. There's a bunch of helicopters. Properly. Properly. No, his name could be Properly, because he's uh, a propeller. Uh, properly? Yeah. No, Properly's the guy who works down at the pub. He's a bit posh. But yeah, like properly, that's a good name for a transformer. This is what I mean. Like, there's got to be you have you have all the knowledge. I'm just wondering if you can come up with some new transformers. That I think there's enough of them. I mean, there's enough of them in this room, but there's always more for room. I think they should room. like you know calm down a bit. There's too many. No, there's not. Like, there's clearly room for more. What? There's tape decks. Are there? I want to get Tasmanian players? Kid. I need to get one of the Tasmanian. Are there kids. CD players? Um, probably. They've probably done a CD player friggin' Soundwave Walkman. or something. Soundwave was technically a Walkman, yeah. but, you know. This was fun. This was fun for a minute. This was a fun There's time a Soundwave that turns into a, um, a tablet. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That was, uh, there was an was Asus a, No, thing, something for some Chinese company. Yeah, Asus did it. I've told them that they should repaint that as, um, as a crossover with Apple. Ghostbusters 2, as Vigo the Carpathian. Oh, yeah. Like... Just the painting. <laughs> Just... Is that? Oh wait, I thought you meant as in Ghostbusters two, as in the new series of Ghostbusters films, that Frozen, whatever. It is. No. Where is my head? Where is my head at? All right. Well, is that your review? Yeah, sure. Why not? Fucking a thing that no one can buy. Yeah. Unlike me, I know one guy selling one for two hundred eighty-five quid right now. Unlike me, which is who, quite a reasonable price. Unlike me, who reviewed a game from thirty years ago hmm. that you can quite easily purchase. What am I going to review? It's my third thing. Anyway, my third something. thing, my third thing something. was going to be The Last of Us 2 Remastered. Oh, so it is. But honestly, there's not enough there for me to need to review The Last of Us 2 again. It's still yeah, an yeah. incredible game. I very much love it. Well, then why'd you I recommend it? people play it. But uh, I'm not going to bother talking Time about is it money. for more than this. Instead, I'm going to talk about Mean Girls the Movie! Oh. I went to go see Mean Girls the Movie! Directed oh. by Tina Fey, starring Tim Meadows. Tina Fey. Uh, John Hamm's in there. Is there a bit where the person goes, she doesn't even go here? Busy Phillips is in there. Yeah, actually there is. The oh. whole film is exactly the same as the other film, man, mm. except there's musical moments and the songs aren't very good. Oh, man, they didn't tell us it was a musical. People keep saying that. And you brought this up the other day. You were like, people keep getting surprised when stuff's a musical, but when you do even the slightest amount of research into it, you can see it's a musical. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's very true. They made a musical out of the colour purple. We're going to talk about that later. When are they going to make a musical? We're going to talk about that later. They should do a musical out of Human Centipede, right? We're going to talk about that later. But when they do the Human Centipede one, like all the different parts of the centipede have a songs, but whenever it gets to their part of the song, <laughs> and it just plays out like they're supposed to be singing. I remember I dreamed of running through fields, and I remember my best friend said to me once. <laughs> And then we met a man who had a dream. <laughs> that dream was to not eat shit for the rest of his life. <laughs> anyway, that was more fun than watching the Mean Girls movie. Yeah. Um, mean Girls, right. So if anyone doesn't know, right. Mean Girls is about a girl lives in uh, the Serengeti, I think, in the original. She lived in Africa, yeah. She lived in Africa with her mum, who was a researcher, and uh, one day her mum's like, you're a teenager, and I've got to give you more to your life, so I've accepted a job in the the US, and we're going to go there, and you're going to go to high school. And she's like, yay! High school? Uh, What do I know about school? Oh, God, that was a big butt. 
What do I know about school? It turns out she knows a lot because she soon meets Regina George, who is the queen bee of the school, if you will. Oh, no, I'm thinking of Melissa George. Oh, the Australian actress from 30 Days of Night? From fucking and the triangle. Neighbours, or Home and Away, whichever one it watches, but also Mulholland Drive. I don't know, She's I don't the girl. Know any of these things you're talking about. Um, anyway, back to what I was saying, the more important thing. Hmm. So um, she gets involved in the clique, the popular clique, and then um, the she finds pink out. Pink ladies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the pink ladies. And then she finds out that maybe fitting in isn't all it's cracked up to be. <gasps> and you should just be yourself mm. and hopefully yeah. find people that like you for you. The songs are mostly bad. The film is a pale imitation of the original. And it's a real shame because I, when Tina Fey is on screen, funny. Tim Meadows on screen, funny. But then when the primary cast are on screen, it's just not very interesting or, 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 you know, exciting. Jenna Fisher's in this. She plays the mum. She's good. Who's the mum in the original one? I can't remember. Tina Fey? Um, Tim Meadows? Wasn't it Amy Poehler? Oh, it might have been Amy. No, Amy Poehler was the Regina George's mum. Yeah. Yeah. The one who's trying to be cool and yeah. stuff. Yeah. There's some of that in this as well. But yeah, it's just... On it, Wednesdays, we wear pink. So... I remember that line. So, there are two songs in this that are all right. Was the film... No. There are two songs in this that are all right. One of them sung by... Um, I'm gonna to have to remember the names of characters now. This is this is gonna be problematic. Is it quite fetch? They they do talk about fetch. Stop trying to make fetch happen. Tro- stop it's never to going make fetch to happen. happen. It's never gonna happen. That was that was Liv's joke when we went to go see Talk to Me. Mm. She said, uh, "Stop trying to make the hand a thing. It's not a thing. We're not going to be doing hand." It is the thing though. It's the thing. It's the hand. It's the thing. Stop. Stop talking about Adam's hand. family. No one wants to do hand. The yeah, hand. That was, that was the, the joke. Hand. The thing is fucking Jesus Christ. Um. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get the cast up. Sorry about this. I. I somehow went onto the IMDb app, which is the last place anyone wants to be. Oh yeah. And Gary Graham died the other day. Gary Graham. Yeah. The lead actor from Robot Jocks. Oh. Who? And he was um, that um, Sarek in Star Trek. Oh, sorry. This wasn't directed by Tina Fey. This was produced and written by Tina Fey. No. Based on the based on the musical that she wrote. Well, she wrote the original film. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Samantha Jane and Arturo Perez Jr. directed this one. Mm. So um, can't let a woman direct on her own. Needs to have a man there to tell her how to direct. <laughs> so. Janice and Damien are the two are the two friends that convince her to get involved in Regina George's gang of plastics and become one of them and then bring them down from the inside. And um they have they have two good songs in the whole film. One of them's called Revenge Party. And that's only really fun because it's one of the only ones that sounds like something from an actual musical. The rest of them don't really sound like musical songs. So Megan V Stallions in it. Yeah, she is briefly. Um She's like she. It's got that annoying thing where they have like people's online responses to stuff, like TikTok responses. Oh, that's a good way. You got to show the Twitch streamers reacting yeah. to things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there's there's actually one good joke that comes from that. So you know, at the Christmas ball, they have their little dance routine, and Regina George falls and hurts herself. Yeah. Um, John Hamm has a response to that. Uh, it's cutting through like different celebrities, and it cuts to John Hamm who plays like their gym teacher. 
And uh, and he goes, see, the mistake that Regina's making here, she's not lifting with her glutes. And that's why it's just like, it's it's, it's like quite a funny, like, play-by-play breakdown. That's like some valid criticism. Valid criticism. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, the whole film just feels very pale and sort of, it's, it feels like a diluted version of the original film. Yeah, it was Amy Poehler. Yeah, Anna G- Gastia, Gastia, I can never say her name, her. Um, she was Kate, yeah. Busy Phillips in plays the mum in this one. She's actually very funny. Yeah. Busy Phillips is very good in most stuff she's in, so... Um, but yeah, just it's it's not really not really great. Um, Daniel Franzese, he's the one who goes. She doesn't even go here. Yeah, he does. That just, that happens. <laughs> the exact same thing happens in this one. I hope it's just him in his forties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's not. No, it's it's a, like the dude who plays that guy in this one is mm. this like six foot tall black dude who looks about forty years old though. Good, which is quite funny. Um, There's always one of them in every school. Oh, shit, I accidentally clicked a Twitter advert. Fuck. Oh no, here we go. Ugh. But yeah, Mean Girls the movie, the musical, just does not hit. It's just, it's one so of those... So only Tim things. Meadows and Tina Fey from the original are in this? Um, let me have a look. Yeah. That's crazy. Of all the people other than Tina Fey, Tim Meadows. Well, Tim Meadows is kind of in everything. Probably looks about the oh, same. Oh, uh, Lindsay yeah. Lohan has a cameo at the end. Yeah, I thought, she's She's yeah. like a math, uh, math teacher thing. <laughs> no, she's like she's like doing this math quiz thing. Lindsay Lohan doing math. Yeah. Jesus. Um apparently this is doing quite well. People people Oh, here we go. It's based so, on a popular stage show. So yeah, one of the things that someone said here is as long as you can avoid comparing it to the original and you don't mind musicals, me me girls is a fun watch with some strong performances. And it's just it's not. It just kind of is really, really bland and you know, that's that's worse than anything else, really. It's the fact that it's bland. Because the original film was poppy, and it was like so much of its time, and it was like a big cult moment. And then you make it into this like diluted musical that doesn't really have anything to say, doesn't really do anything new it's with the It's got the same concept. thing to say as the original. Yeah, but 20 years later. 20 years, Anne. That's insane that it's been 20 years since Mean Girls came out. What day is it today? It came out when I was 16. That's the bit where she... It came out when I was 16. On, was it on October... Was it on October 17th? I asked him what day it was. And he just goes to turn around. And he goes, it's October 17th. <laughs> it's just... It's really sad, you know. It's October 17th. I'm sure it's October 17th. It's weird that this has come out, especially when my next review is going to be another musical. No. That is weird. Weirder, but much better songs. When are we going to get a musical based on... Edward Scissorhands. It's already one. The 13th floor. There's already one. There's not a musical. We're not going to 11. We won't travel up to 12. Lawnmower Man, the musical. Actually, yeah, actually, shit. Lawnmower Man, the musical would be amazing, wouldn't it? Oh, that'd be incredible. Yeah. Incredible. And just be like, of mice and men. Yeah. The fucking. Don't go, don't go. Oh, wait, shit. Lawnmower Man is just of mice and men. It is just, yeah. No, it's Flowers for Algernon. Flowers for Algernon. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Yeah. Don't go. Don't go, don't put the headset on. Don't go, don't go. The chimp's got a machine gun. That's my favourite <laughs> joke about um you ever watched um oh, what's the Nick Cage film written by the pretentious writer that um, Charlie Kaufman Adaptation. Adaptation, yeah. I've watched that film so many times. I, I love remember. that film. Um but you know the whole joke in that film is that he's trying to write a film based An on Flowers based for Algernon. Yeah. And he's like, How do I write a film based on Flowers and Algernon? And he's like, There is a film called Flat about based on Flowers and Algernon. The film exists. Yeah. But, man. <laughs> but no, there was there's a film there is, based yeah, no, on Flowers for Algernon. Yeah. 
a running gag through the whole film. Yeah. That the film exists already. Uh, I love adaptation. That film's fantastic. Is and, really um, I like the, the bit with Judy Greer's in it. What was the and film that boobs. he made after that? The other really good one. Um, he does those of them. I, I remember he, he sort of jumps the shark if it was Cynic Docky New York. Synecdoche, New York. Synecdoche? Yeah. Synecdoche. No, Synecdoche. Synecdoche. That's how it's pronounced. Synecdoche. Like, no, Synecdoche is how it's pronounced. I don't pronounced. give a shit. Um, it was but yeah, too much. There was that and there was... What was the other... He did He did adaptation and there was another film um, where it was him and Sam Rockwell with... What's her name Eter- for it? He wrote Eternal Sunshine and Spotless Mind as well, didn't he? No, no, no. It was a film that was Nicolas Cage, Sam Rockwell and the girl from um, Drag Me to Hell. What was that one? Where she was Nicolas Cage's daughter, but she may have been a con man. Drive angry. No. <laughs> Charlie Kaufman's drive yeah. angry. We've got to drive angry. But we've got to remember that the basis for all humanity is, is our understanding of each other's passive and passive intelligence. I can't remember what Charlie Kaufman wrote. I remember he was like getting brought up all the time for years. Oh, did you write him thinking of ending things? Yeah, he did, yeah. Apparently he's a dick though, isn't he? Who, Charlie Kaufman? Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's some... No, I think he's okay. ...whole he's thing just, about him. He's got, like, serious, like, social issues, doesn't he? He can't t- communicate with people or something, apparently. Uh, City of Angels was a better film than people give it credit for. Um, Moral Oral. Charlie Kaufman wrote Moral Oral. Anomalisa. Adaptation, and then... Bad Lieutenant? No, it's not that one. Oh, I don't know. Dead. Not the Wicker Man. I don't know, man. Maybe he didn't write it. No, there was he, a... Oh, he produced being John Malkovich, didn't he? He gets credited yeah. as a writer on that, but he didn't... I think people think he... No, he did write being John Malkovich. I don't know what's going on. Charlie Kaufman was... He was a he was a hot, young, new name in the movie sphere back still, in the early 2000s. He still 2000s. makes loads of films, though, doesn't he? I'm sure he's a pervert. I'm pretty sure he's a pervert. You reckon? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to... I'm just going to... just going to go with it. Okay. Let's get to mumble on a podcast. Hold on. No, sorry, I'm just looking to see if I can find that film. It's your review anyway. Um, I reviewed a thing just now. What was what it? I reviewed Mean Girls the movie. Yeah, I'm going to give this. Uh, I'm going to give us a David Spade. It's, just, it's, it's not great. It's not good. We'll like call it, a spade, a spade. It, <laughs> how about I call it a shovel? When you shut the fuck up. Um, Matchstick Men was the other film we released around that. Set. It was this. It was the year after adaptation. Matchstick Men is a really good film. Um, it's him, Sam Rockwell. And That's Alison not a Charlie Kaufman one. No, it's directed by Ridley Scott. Oh. Weird. Ridley's chewing gum. Yeah. Ridley's, believe it or not. Ridley Scott, why is Napoleon not accurate to history? And he's like, shut up, you weren't there. Yeah. Shut up. He's a French-American-Canadian. Um, yeah, I'll give him a David Spade. Mean Girls is just uh, fucking, it's horrible. It just left a horrible taste in my mouth. Just made me think. Why? Why is any of this happening? Like you want, you want to go into a Mean Girls movie, and you want to, you want something that's updated for modern times. Like a Mean Girls two. Like a Mean Girls two, or a Mean Girls three, Mean Girls harder, hmm. um, or a Mean Girls four, Electric Boogaloo. But you, instead, you go in and you just get Mean Girls light. You know, you get Diet Mean Girls with some crap songs. Revenge party, it's a party of revenge. Who wrote the songs? It's going to be Lin Manuel Miranda, isn't it? Again, it's always in. No, it's not he Scuttlebutt fucking... from The Little Mermaid. Fucking... I'm seeing Hamilton soon now. Don't ruin it for me. No, well, the only way I know of Hamilton is the Hamilton pol- polka. That's the Hamilton polka. <laughs> yeah, the Weird Al Yankovic medley oh, of no, Hamilton parodies. 
Not heard it. Good old Weird Al. He's Good old Weird Al. Still going strong. Did is um, weird the Al Yankovic story nominated for any Oscars? No, it should be though. No. And also, it was two years ago. No, because it got an Emmy, didn't it, this year? No, that was last year. A few weeks ago. Did it get an Emmy? Yeah, it got an Emmy for like best comedy thing. Yeah, maybe it did. Um, because Weird the Al Yankovic story is one of the greatest films of all time. Yeah. Uh, can... <laughs> it's it's it is spectacular. If Dewey Cox walked hard. Was the thing that should put a bullet in the head of friggin' uh, musical biopics? At, at weird, the Al Yankovic story took a piss on the corpse. Unfortunately, by um, Bohemian Rhapsody still happened. Yeah, so. Bohemian Rhapsody was so bad. And to be fair, Rocket Man was all right. So yeah, Rocket Man was pretty good. Yeah, Rocket Man, like- <laughs> they should remake Rocket Man, but just about William Shatner. <laughs> Just <laughs> just being in space, being just like, entirely the same. I wish I hadn't gone. It broke my brain. Entirely the same thing, but it's just William Shatner. I know what I was going to review. Good at, good at stalling for time. Uh, Masters of the Universe Revolution. Oh, you watched it? Yeah, five episodes. Nice bit shorter than the last one. Yeah. The last one was eight episodes, wasn't it? So in this series, um, Skeletor... At the end of the last series, there was a whole thing. There was like this computer thing called Motherboard that's like... Taken over, you know the secret, the base that um, the Cyclops, Triclops had, mm-hmm. the bad guy. Yeah, um, she's taking it over, and she's like cybernetically turning people into cyborg things. And Skeletor, Skeletor has joined them. Oh, what, what a cunt! So there's horrible monster things that I liked in the first one are back. Yeah, they're all cyborg things, and now this one's very much about magic versus technology. Oh, which cool. is a thing in He Man, anyway, isn't it? Because it's all like yeah, magic fantasy technology, um, which I've always liked with He Man. There's a nice intro at the start where they talk about how. Um, you know, this one place, Eternia, at the centre of the universe. Um, it's where technology and magic have always existed on equal footing. And it's always a war between the two. Um, but yeah, there's this whole thing going on. Um, Teela's trying to restore the afterlife world. You know, um, you know they had the afterlife world in the, pre- in the first one. And it gets destroyed by evil Lin mm-hmm. in order to give Skeletor the power he needs to... Claim the power, I guess. Power, um, power of the child. What yeah, Teela's trying to restore that because King Randor has died. King Randy's yeah, died. Yeah, he got old. He got ill, and he died. And not Randy. It was kind of nice. There wasn't any sort of sinister, like, oh, it's a secret plot by Skeletor. He made him ill. So like, no, he just died of being old and shit, of um, some disease, AIDS. Um, so Prince Adam is next in line for the throne, and he's got to choose. Does he want to be? A king or a champion of the people and all this sort of stuff. He doesn't really want to give up being He-Man. He likes being He-Man. It's quite nice. But luckily for him, sort of, not really luckily, but at his coronation, a mysterious person turns up who it turns out has a legitimate claim to the throne. Who could it be? <gasps> Evil Lin. No, it's... Who's King Randall's brother? Skeletor. It's Keldor, Lord Keldor. Keldor. Okay, but keep in mind... We know Keldor is Skeletor, right? That's a thing that's been in... Does he get his face back? He-Man and stuff, right? But that didn't exist in the original show. Oh, okay. The Keldor stuff was like lore that was in the background of the toys, and it was like something that was in the 2001 cartoon, but it wasn't in the original cartoon. This one's a continuation of the original cartoon, isn't it? It's meant to be, you know, set years after that. So all the people in Eternia don't know who Keldor is. They have no idea he's really Skeletor. So that kind of works as a good plot thing because we know he's bad news, mm-hmm. but they don't. They trust him. His voice would be a dead giveaway. No, because he's voiced 
by, wait for it, William Shatner. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Well, voice be... cast is pretty great in this. That'd still be a dead giveaway. Because, you know, Mark Hamill and William Shatner, they're both... William Shatner's a pretty good voice actor, right? But they both have that sort of theatrical cadence to their voice. And Shatner, you know, Mark Hamill can pull off that peaks and troughs in his voice, going up high and low and all that sort of stuff. And Shatner just does that, like, normally. So it kind of works as them both being the same character. But basically, Skeletor's putting on a disguise. It's like a holographic disguise. Oh, so he hasn't yeah. got his face back. No, no, no. But you see his past and stuff like that. But here's the here's the interesting plot twist. Skeletor doesn't know he used to be Keldor. He doesn't know where he came from. So he's lost his memory? Yeah, his memory, we've, turns out, you find out, the reason why he's never mentioned being Lord Keldor, because that would be quite a good little um, way to worm his way into the um, castle, wouldn't it? If he could be like, oh, Brother King Randolph. Uh, brother King. Yeah, Brother King Randolph, King Prince Charles. Um, You know... I was banished years ago, but I've turns out I'm your brother. I want to come back. He could have used that in the past, but he couldn't. But no, it turns out, we find out, um, the little circuitry stuff in his head that's doing all sorts of stuff to turn him into a cyborg skeletor um, has unlocked parts of his memories that he's never had before, that he never knew about. Turns out Hordak erased him, gave him the power to become skeletor, and in the process of training him and building him up to be basically his, his cunt on Eternia, the guy who's going to be the turbo mega cunt of the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, he erased his memories once he was ready to unleash him on his earlier. Um, and yeah, in the process, he's like, you know, mother brain and Skeletor paving the way for Hordak to invade Eternia. Um, Hordak's turning up, which was the, well, how, it's basically what the last series of um, She-Ra and the Princess of Power was about, wasn't it? There's all Hordak, Horde Prime turned up and Hordak and all that sort of stuff. Um, I really enjoyed this. The five episodes makes it work pretty well. It rushes very quickly. Like, it feels like a two-hour film that they've mm. put together. It, it churns through stuff a lot quicker than the previous one. The, there's a lot less of the awkward stuff that feels really out of place than the first one had. Do you remember that bit in the Revelations where there's, like, Evil Lynn seduces Skeletor to get something out of him and he's got a fucking ride in his bones for a little bit? No. Don't you remember that bit? No, it's good. When, it's the, when did the other one come out? Two years ago, almost now. Oh, okay, yeah. But um, no, this one's a lot. There's a lot less of that sort of stuff. It's um, still got a bit of the Kevin Smith dialogue-y stuff going on. Yeah, I think it's hard to escape um, that shit. Isn't but it? it does feel much more like it's focused on being an adventure series. Hmm. Um, there's some nice little characters appear in this. Gwildor's in it. Who? You know the little fucker from the Master Universe movie. <gasps> the weird, the weird uh, spicy wizard. Yeah, he's one of the main characters. Him and Orca have to get along. Gross. What a hilarious thing can happen there. Gross. When they have to team up and work together. He's so weird and knobbly. You look like he he's... sounds so spot on. Really? Like the guy doing his voice is like 100% doing the perfect Gwildor. It might be the same actor, I don't know. But I mean, 40 years ago, he'd sound different now, wouldn't he? But he sounds perfect. But it's... Gwildor's voice is pretty... That's a classic cartoon voice. So, what do you mean? I don't know. That sort of voice. And he's got that... He sounds like... um, You know the guy from Labyrinth? Swoggle? Yeah. He's got that sort of... Um, why are you sp- why are you killing the fairies? What do you expect me to do with them? Um, Swoggle's Perfect. great, classic Swoggle. Swoggle is great. Yeah. Um, but no, I really enjoyed this. Um, the yeah, the little things. It, it leans into the goofiness of He Man every now and again, but treats it sincerely. 
Like, the Hordak fucking does his jetpack jet thing at one point. You know, when he turns into a rocket and flies off. Oh, yeah. That old gif that goes around. Um, he does the rocket thing in this. He doesn't... His top half of his body stays Hordak-y, but his neck brace thing turns into more of a cone shape. But his whole legs just fuse together and turn into the rocket, and he just flies off <laughs> the rocket way. And I'm like... Like, anyone else who was going, oh, we're going to do a serious He-Man for adults and stuff like that wouldn't put that sort of thing in there. No. But Kevin Smith is, like, goofy enough to understand that that's part of what makes that shit good. Like, he chucks in the vehicles that are completely impractical and has the characters, like, travelling around in stupid vehicles and using bizarre equipment and stuff because that's He-Man. Yeah, it's like... Part of the world. Like weird thing with legs and shit like that, like mm. the lava walker and stuff. It's mm. all... Stupid fun stuff for kids. Yeah, but it was, it was a solidly good time. I enjoy, I liked it. Good twisty story, unexpected. Because when Keldor turned up, I was like, you know, I was like, oh, we're doing Keldor again. But then they put a twist on it. The Skeletor has no idea, so he feels like he's been tricked by Hordak in the past, and now he's gonna, you know, get his revenge on Hordak and all this. Um, which it kind of felt like a. It works as a good psych um, sequel series to the two thousand and one cartoon. Yeah. Do you remember how that ended with, um, originally Hordak was going to appear, wasn't it? And there was the castle that he was going to come through and all this sort of stuff. And then Evil Lynn destroys it just quickly to close off the series. Um, but originally Hordak was going to be the villain in the next series. And that was squash. This is like, Hordak's here, folks. He's come back, don't worry. But then what happens with Hordak, though? Mm. You know about Hordak? I wonder what happens to you know Hordak. What, you know what's the deal with Hordak, don't you? No, I don't remember. That he's a clone. <gasps> of? part of a massive army belonging to Horde Prime <gasps> who's the guy who was the villain in, season, in the last season of She-Ra oh right yeah um, no She-Ra in this though I was kind of expecting them to hint at She-Ra but they didn't what a revelation but He-Man knows about She-Ra by this point if it's based on the follow up series to the previous one wouldn't it yeah, yeah you should do because didn't she appear in that one briefly yeah she's in it quite a bit there's the whole crossover things like yeah. the first episode of She-Ra is like a big crossover with He-Man um, and there's the Christmas special as well um, you get Teela getting magical powers from different sources Yay, from the different gods the three gods that formed the magic on the planet so she gets her lizard form for a while she's like a snake woman for a bit she's cool snake chicks are cool she's like green she goes yeah I did it for you He-Man and I was expecting him to just be like turn yourself green for me? For me? I'm into it. Um, but yeah, it's good stuff. There's some good... Fisto turns up again. You remember he died in the last one? Kit Fisto? Yeah, Fisto. You get a ghost of Fisto for a bit. Um, I love Fisto. Everyone loves Fisto. I, no so, Mechanic. I was a bit disappointed in the lack of Mechanic. The, uh, the thing that I liked about the original was that and was that scene where they cracked open all the tech stuff and just ripped people to pieces. I thought that was fucking great. It sounds like if it's a continuation of that sort of idea and yeah. like, the possession of people and stuff, that's one of the more yeah. They the um, skeletals like using these nano bomb things to like turn people into zombies, basically to fight for them. They've got like cyborg bits on them, Sweet and He Man's like, "Oh, my sword can cleanse it from them with the power." Oh, lovely! But he needs a way of amplifying it to get everyone on the planet in one so he goes on a kite and he sends up into the so air he has to Adam has to give the sword to Orko and Man at Arms as they go to get it improved with the best person at technology in all of Eternia who is Manny Face Gwildor oh that's where Gwildor comes into it oh because remember he made a synthesizer oh the really shit round keyboard yeah 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 it <laughs> must be <laughs> it looks Japanese yeah um 
They should have got. They should have, what have they got? Courtney Cox, Cox and yeah. Judge. Was it Judge Reinhold? No, it wasn't Judge Reinhold. Oh no, it's Tom Paris, wasn't yes. it? Yes. It's fucking um, yeah, Neil Neil um, thingy guy, Tom Paris. God. Um, but yeah, freaking really enjoyable. Yeah, it sounds fun. Yeah, I'm I mean, gonna have to check it out. Nice, easy watch because it's only five episodes. Yeah. Nice and easy to get down. Yeah. All right. That's what she said. No, she didn't. She said, I almost choked on it. It's so big. I like Evil in. Nobbly. There's, um, who else was on the voice? There's someone else on the voice cast that was great because it's one of those ones where you keep hearing voices, um, in your heads. Um, in your heads. Yeah. But it's one of those ones where you hear the voice <laughs> and you're like, who the fuck is that cunt? I recognise that voice. Um, oh man. Oh, I need. I don't know, but there's a whole bunch of... You know when you get a bunch of voice actors and you go, oh, who's that voice? I recognise that voice, that fucker. He's, he's, it's one of them. It's one of them shows. Hordak was Keith David. Oh. That was pretty good, because the last person to play Hordak was um, Kevin Conroy at the end of you know, the CGI He-Man cartoon that was on a while ago. That's just stopped, I guess. Isn't getting any more episodes. But Kevin Conroy played Hordak at the end of that for his brief appearance. And then Kevin Conroy died on us, which was incredibly selfish of him, really, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, but um, yeah, good show, good show, good fun, good fun. And I told Kevin Smith that, and he gave me a like. Did he? Yeah, he liked my comment. Oh, great! Isn't that nice? Great. Uh, now you're trying to get fucking attention off the famous people, are you? Yeah. Yeah, I crave it. Get him to <laughs> get him to review the podcast. All right, my last review. I could probably get him on the podcast. He's that desperate. He, for yeah, he loves being on he loves podcasts. attention. He loves being on podcasts. Um. He'd be like, oh, Kev, do you want to come on the podcast? And he'd be like, before I even finish saying it, say no more and he'll start doing blowjob faces because he's obsessed with blowjobbing people. Just it's great. That's the right term, isn't it? Blowjobbing. Yeah, blowjobbing. <laughs> blowjobbing. I'll be jobbing for Kev. Yeah, I'll get on the podcast. We'll talk some shit. I'll suck your dick. That's what you're <laughs> fucking saying. Yeah, I'll come on your podcast. I'll suck everyone's dick. You can rim me. Um, so I watched... What's that second thing? <laughs> I watched... Uh, the Colour Purple, the musical. Oh, that sounds fun. Oddly enough, mentioned earlier. Mm. Um, for those who don't know, The Colour Purple is a story about two sisters torn apart after one of them is continuously molested by a man she thinks is her father, has two children by him, um, who he then gives away and is forced to marry a man simply known as Mr., who ends up also being abusive. And a less than ideal partner. Danny Glover. Not Danny Glover. In this, it's played by... He's he's the guy from um, Fear the Walking Dead. Is it Danny Glover? Coleman Domingo. Uh, yeah, big guy. Yeah, he's very Is it cool. Danny Glover in he's the original? Very, I think it's Danny Glover in the original. I've not um, watched it since I was a kid. I uh, It's hard to watch the original because it is quite dark. And this isn't much easier to watch. No, this is one of them films that my mum would put on because, like... You know, like mums have their free films that they watch all the time. Yeah. Well, it was like this pretty woman, dirty dancing. Like. That is quite a fucking. That's a real roller coaster ride of a Yeah, Sunday. I, watched, I did not watch them all the time. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, let's start with pretty woman. Yeah, got it, got it. <laughs> watch dirty dancing. Yep, yeah, fantastic, light-hearted fun. And then we're gonna watch the color purple. It's like, oh fuck, let me get the nooses ready. <laughs> it's got Whoopi Goldberg in it. It's hilarious. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg's in the remake. Oh, good for her. So, um, the color purple. Yeah. So it's about this girl who is is just in a cycle of abuse uh, in abusive relationships the men are just shit and they're often very poor poor morally morally poor and repugnant people 
And she... I mean, you, what was, she what goes car, on a journey to discover what race herself. Are the majority of the cast that you're calling repugnant people. You call why morally are they re- repugnant. Why are you calling them repugnant? Morally repugnant. So they're they're <laughs> just these hideous people with these horrible motivations, and she's doing her best to retain her spirit, her soul, and her hope for the future. And uh, and we go on this journey with her. Initially, the family that she joins, they have kids there already, and they grow up. And one of the one of the children is named Harpo, and Harpo meets a woman that is incredibly spirited, is the way they put it. One of the, the Marx Brothers. Yeah, here's one of the Marx Brothers. Yeah, in, it is, this, yeah. It's, in this, it's, it's Grancho, Harpo, and Shem. Um, oh, it's got Taraji P Henson. It does. I was going to speak about her. So, so she discovers. Oh, and Danielle Brooks. She discovers in Taraji P Henson. Yeah. What feels like a sexual awakening, but yeah. it's not really treated as that because. She is so happy to, like, so Taraji P. Hansen is like the free, she's, she's free to be whoever she wants. She goes place to place, town to town. She's a jazz singer. She, her dad is the local town priest and, or pastor. I don't know what it is in the US, whatever they call their, Peterville. Whatever they call their cult leaders. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and he, he said that, like, there's her own conflict there because he disowned her because she is very much, turned her back on God and, and instead has chosen to embrace her love of music and singing yeah. and, yeah. you know, living a non-traditional yeah. lifestyle for yeah. the early 1900s yeah. USA. Yeah. Or like, yeah, 19, so it's 1930s, yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, it's, it's a really fucking dark story with lots of really difficult to watch shit. Like there is, there's sexual assault. There's, you know, obviously she has her children taken away and at time like when it's initially done you're led to believe that they're they're going to be oh, killed good to see Taraji P. Henson's got a big role after her last role what was her last role um, she was Victoria Vance in Paw Patrol the mighty movie <laughs> I was trying to remember where it was I... whip- I hope she so... recorded them at the exact same time <laughs> just whiplash <laughs> so Taraji P. Henson um, she was in um, bloody Smoking Aces Empire and stuff man. she was in Smoking Aces yeah. and I forgot she was in that but she's really good at Smoking Aces yeah she's like uh, yeah anyway, no one's ever said anything good about Smoking Aces I don't think anyway so um, so yeah The Colour Purple it's about abuse and this woman rising up against abuse and there's like people around her that have these horrible lives and things happen they're terrible there's one character her friend I'm going to bring up the cast because I can't she was in it. something called Forehead Titties um, women get men to take them seriously by wearing miniature model breasts so, on their Sophia, <laughs> Sophia is is um, Seely, who is our main character. Sophia is her best friend, mm. and Sophia is this incredibly like strong woman. And she she says specifically in multiple times in the film, if a man raises his hand to me, he ain't my man, and I will leave. Whereas Seely has just been putting up with abuse her whole life. Good job she's not a school teacher then. Does anyone know the answer to this question? Oh, that's it. I'm out of it. Fucking as soon as the kids put their hand up because they're answering the question. Education is not a joke. So, so Seely finds strength, emotional strength in Shug. She finds physical strength and the ability to stand up for herself in Sophia. And from those people, and also from what she finds out is her older sister's letters that have been hidden away from her by by Mr. by Coleman Domingo. Um, she finds that her sister is alive. Nettie is alive. Despite the fact that early on, when she's first married to Mr. and, and Nettie runs away because the dad tries to touch Nettie when Seely's gone. 
Um, Nettie disappears and it turns out that Nettie has been traveling with Celie's children. Her children didn't get killed by the dad. Instead, what happened was he gave them away to a religious couple that couldn't have children of their own. So Nettie became the caretaker for the children with his family and ended up traveling all over Africa on like, um, on what they called, um, missions, missionary. You know, where they go to other countries and try and preach. What's it called? Seminaries. But she goes and looks missions. after the kids where they've gone, those missions, those religious missions. And, um, and yeah, it just, it's, it's like the whole film's incredible. Like the performances are really strong and the story is so deep and there's so much there. It's very tough to watch at times. The actors are all fantastic. But then they start singing and it's kind of the opposite of Mean Girls. The songs are incredible. Like, the songs and the performances are fucking astounding. Are they having fun? They they aren't, a lot of the time. No. <laughs> There's not much fun going on. Oh. But well, what a fun song I it feels like to. watching two different films at once. Because mm. you've got these incredible musical performances, and you've got these, in- these incredibly difficult to watch and, and horrible scenes of sexual assault, violence against spouses... You know, I think it's Colour Purple's one of those things that could have easily been one of those musicals where it's just like songs that your mum knows that they've yeah, strung like into. Yeah, songs. Waterloo! Why has he always been in me, Waterloo? It'd be a bit where they go out on dates and they sing It's Raining Men or some shit. Like, <laughs> it, could, yeah. it could have easily been that, yeah. Yeah, I fucking know what is with those musicals. Man. I don't know. I we don't. will rock you and all that sort yeah, of shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't ever want to watch that. But this, the music is fucking incredible. Like, it's a mixture of of gospel-style, really big showstopper-style music. Like, music. It's like, it's huge, like, huge emotional numbers. But the fact that the performances are so strong in the people, and I know that the point is that Celie doesn't really have a voice in her own home. She doesn't have the ability to talk. She doesn't have the ability to stand up for herself. She does so through these other people that she meets. But she can sing. But she sings her thoughts and her emotions and she expresses herself through that. Danielle Brooks. Um, but it's really good. Like her. Really good, but it's just, it's a really tough watch. And it's such a strange film to release alongside Mean Girls, which is going for the same demographic and is so bland and, and just... The Mean Girls is young people musical. They're both 12 A's. How is this a 12 A? Oh, there's sexual assault in this film. This is a 12 A. There's a scene where she gets to Mr's house and she lies down in the bed after a day of being forced to clean this house because this man can't be fucked to do it himself and he's just been given a wife, basically, by her dad. See, he's been given to him. And he, she cleans the whole house and then she goes to bed and she looks at the photo of Taraja P. Hansen because he's... The mister is in love with Suge, Suge Avery, the, the jazz singer. And he has a picture signed by her on his bedside. And she's lying in bed and she's looking at this picture of this beautiful woman and it like cuts to this imagined version of that photo shoot where she's like being a bit cute and being a bit fun. And then it starts shaking like she's on a train mm. and it cuts back and you just see him raping his new wife. And you're like... He wasn't raped back then. They, they oh, like, it wasn't because consent didn't then. exist yeah. in the 1930s. So it's okay. It's so fucked. And like I was saying, there, there seems to be like an element of... Of her having a sexual awakening at one point. Mm. Her and Suge have a very intimate relationship. They wake up next to each other in bed the day after drinking together. They go to a cinema and share a kiss, like a proper passionate kiss. But then it's never mentioned again. Well, then they're just singing a song about it, quiet. Yeah. And then at the end, like, at the end, a character that's done reprehensible they're things... They've sung a song about scissors. 
that a character who's done reprehensible things throughout the film, a character that is, is impossible to forgive, comes along going like, I'm wearing my shiny pants. Look, I got your family back. And she's like, I forgive you, but I don't really want to sleep with you. I didn't really have a choice before. Now I don't ever want to do it no more. Is that the song sounds like? Is that the yeah, song? Yeah. That's the song. Yeah. Yeah. Written by John Williams. <laughs> People and Money's got enough Roscoe nomination. Yeah, but he's written some of the best songs. Fucking John Williams. Yeah, he's written. He's like 87. 91. 91. Jesus. But yeah, the colour purple. is as good. It is fucking phenomenal. The acting, the actual story is phenomenal. It feels like a truncated version of a story, almost on par with something like Killers of the Flower Moon. Obviously, without the scope of that, it's a smaller story. It's just a family unit, and it's the victims of the actions of other people within that family. Whereas that was a grander scope, and that was a lot more about the crimes and how everything was facilitated. In this, you don't focus on how everything was facilitated. You just focus on that small familial unit mm. and the betrayals within them. But it's so well acted, and it's so deep and, and difficult to watch. And there's like there's hope within some of the characters. Harpo, the son... He falls in love with, with Shirley, Sophia. He falls in love with Sophia. Um, and that's how she's introduced to Celia. That's how Celia and her become friends. And there's a moment where Celia is completely defeated and Harpo comes to her and he says, how, like, I want a relationship like you and dad have. I want that, that. And she goes, you don't want a relationship like we have. And he goes, he goes, but you love my dad, don't you? And she goes, and then he and then he asks what do I do how do I how do I win her over and she goes beat her like in this dejected way like that's how your dad's done it beating me and and he takes that as an actual piece of advice and goes and hits Sophia which is how he loses her which is really sad because right up until the point where there was that defeated offhand comment by Celie by a broken person who has lived nothing but abuse her entire life. And the only person she ever loved, her sister, who loved her back, has, has been gone from her life at this point for 20 years. She dejectedly says, beat her. And he does it. Like, that's an action that's acceptable. And then Sophia comes and has a go at her. And Sophia comes and she says, she goes, I beat him right back. What do you think I did? He raised a hand to me. I raised my fist. I beat him. And now I'm leaving him. And when you see Sophia again, she's married to a boxer. She's obviously married to someone who is physically strong, but she still has that control over the relationship, which is utterly amazing. And then she meets Harpo and they briefly have a dance. And you see that, that, that slight fire to her come back, that, that kindle of a relationship that could be something, but it's just not that anymore. She loves her husband. And the only time that she actually returns to him is Sophia has a heartbreaking moment where they go to get ice cream with the kids, her and this boxer husband. Mm. They go get ice cream and they go to a place where it's white and black people living. <gasps> and they go and they order ice cream and the mayor's wife, who is the most racist piece of shit in the whole movie, which is fucking shocking considering it's the 1930s. You'd have so much more to do about race. But instead it's like, it's like a punch to the gut seeing this person in this film because everything so far has been this this group of black people just being in a family unit. And, and she goes... She goes and she says no to a job offer. And because of this, the mayor's wife is like, like, I'm sorry, what did you say? She goes, no, I said, no, I don't want to do it. Hell no. I don't want to be your, your housewife. I don't want to be a servant. And she goes, 
I have never. And then her husband, the mayor, comes out and slaps Sophia in the face. And her husband says, don't do it, Sophia. Just get in the car. And she can't help herself. A man's hit her. And she hits him back. Good. Which is her, right, that's self-defense. But she gets arrested and she gets put in prison for six years. Yeah. And it's fucked. Like, seeing her... There's a moment where CD goes, visits her in prison. She goes, I brought you Thanksgiving dinner. It's a really clever way of showing the passage of time as well. They're going from summer, getting ice cream together on this hot summer day. And they go, oh, it's Thanksgiving. And she's in there. And you can see her jaw is, like, massive, where she's been repeatedly beaten by the prison guards. And prison guards go... Maybe you could get her to eat something. We haven't been able to get her to eat anything for days. And it's like, yeah, because it seems like her jaw's broken. And then she talks and she's like, help me. Get me out of here. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you can't see the cause and effect of what you're doing here. You've broken her jaw. She can't eat. She might starve to death. That's your fucking problem. Uh, but yeah, it's it's just, it's so fucked. And like seeing that within this film. And Sophia sort of has an awakening moment. Lugos at Junior's in this. I thought he was Scatman Carruthers. No. He looks just like Scatman Carruthers now. Scatman Carruthers died years ago. I know, but he. I thought I was like, they haven't digitally put Scatman Carruthers in the colour purple, have they? It's Lou Gossett Jr. He's so skinny and scary looking. Oh. So old as well, I guess. So Scatman Carruthers was the voice of Jazz in Transformers G1. Oh, that's a good little tip, yeah, isn't yeah. it? But there's a, there's, there's a moment where Coleman Domingo is... Um, like, Sophia's come out of prison and... She's back with the family. Everybody's eating together. And Coleman Domingo just says something. And Suge's like, well, I'm leaving. And I'm taking Celie with me. And Celie just suddenly lights up. Like, she's like, I'm free. This is it. I can go. I, and Coleman Domingo's like, you won't take my wife from me. She don't want to leave me. She wants to stay here with the kids and all this other stuff. And she goes, and she just goes, you a sack of dead horse shit and a big sack of dead horse shit. And he's like, what do you say to me? And then Luke Austin Jr. is like, you gotta shut your wife's mouth. And he goes, you won't shut my mouth. You won't shut anybody's mouth no more. Everything you touch will die. <laughs> like, Holy fight. fuck. It's insane. No, she, she like basically know. curses him and leaves. And then this other girl gets up who's been dating Harpo after he like fucked things up with Sophia. And she goes, I'm going too. And everybody's like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> and Harper goes, Squeak, where are you going? She goes, my name is not Squeak. And I'm like, oh fuck, everyone's getting abused in this poor family. Yeah. And then she, and then she fucks off. But there's like, but as soon as she fucks off, Sophia bursts out laughing and she just goes, she called you a dead horse shit. <laughs> and then everybody's like silent. And Coleman Domingo and Luke are genius at the table. And Sophia is laughing like the fucking devil just, ha <laughs> ha. She goes, you're in Sophia's house now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I want to see this movie. <laughs> Give me a sequel where it's just her fucking bullying two old guys. But yeah, no, really good. Like, it's such incredible performances, really, really strong music. It's just, it's such a weird tonal shift as you watch this movie. It's like, it is emotional whiplash. Like, going backwards and forwards between these horrific scenes and then suddenly there's these scenes that make you laugh, genuinely laugh. And that's, this is then break that's you. cinema. That's the movies. <laughs> cinema. This is what Nicole Kidman wanted. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman's Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Uh, Did you see that Aquaman that um, Jason Momoa brought some uh, house in coastal Cornwall? No. No, he's brought he's brought a house on the coast in Cornwall. So you know when the water levels rise, <laughs> Aquaman's brought Ben Shapiro. I right. still love that meme. I love that meme so much. 
I watched that video the other day. The, 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 um, I watched the whole video the other yeah, day. But that's that, so good. That's like five minutes in. Yeah. <laughs> Send them to who? Yeah. Ben. Remember, remember when the water levels rise, just sell your property and move inland. Sell them to who, Ben? Fucking Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> anyway, yeah, the color purple, just fucking phenomenal. It's um, it's not perfect, and I think that that tonal whiplash is gonna really shock people. But the design of the sets and the costuming, and the acting, and everything else is just fucking phenomenal. It's just insane. Like, there's a we were talking earlier about set dressing and set design and how that might. It, it could be a couple of things that have meant that that's sort of fallen by the wayside for some people. I think a lot of films. That's because they. Don't make a set anymore. They well, make half a set and then, and then CGI do CGI it the rest. Yeah, but I think also the problem is that in cop HD, movies and shit now in HD, a lot of people just don't bother because they're like, "Oh, people are going to see it if if we've got like a chitty plastic prop and things like that." So what's the point of bothering? Oh, yeah, Ultraman, this, I watched Ultraman Trigger. Oh shit, I could have talked about that. In this, like old wooden houses, there's there's little hints of dust floating in the air. Yeah. There's like curtains that have like slight rags to them, like you know plates. Cutlery. There are scratches on things. The tables have like places where there's smears where things have been white. Just is beautiful set like lived-in spaces. There is so much to say about places that feel lived in. I was watching Aliens the other day, and you know they've got the crew quarters and stuff, yeah. and they come out of hypersleep, and they've got their little things that they put up, yeah. and it's just set design, set dressing, feeling like it's we a can't lived-in have people space. Touch the set anymore, because yeah, you have to CGI it in later. Really fuck stuff up, and it's just such a shame what because. Killer of a Flower, Killer of Flower Moon is another one where it's great set design, great set dressing. Like, um, Anatomy of a Fool, lived in spaces. They had a living room. It didn't have, like, perfectly aligned books everywhere. It didn't have, like, cups hanging on useless hooks. Yeah, but there's had- loads of autistic set dressers who would. <laughs> They've hired them all, and they've all gone... You're saying you're saying that every set dresser is autistic? Yeah. And that's that's why, why everything looks perfect. But it just fucks up the because the director like it? goes up there and you, you know, you've got to move him around a bit to make him look more realistic. The set dresser sits he's, there eating their fingers off he's, he's to, like, to the knuckle. It's like a really weird thing that like most people outside the UK won't won't think of. But in the film Scrapper that I reviewed last year, there's a there's there's a scene like it, 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 a lot of it takes place in a little council flat, and they have that bubbly wallpaper with the cream paint yeah, yeah, yeah. that they just bought on mass for every, and they have like mismatched cups and they're not like mismatched cups like someone's just gone down Poundland and bought 12 different cups stain on the wall it won't go away there's like doesn't matter how much you scrub the stain it stays you know like where your nan passes away and you get a bunch of her cups and you've got like little ones with little like weird porcelain stands I didn't get any of my nan's cups did you not you didn't go to you didn't go to get anything of my nan's but like it's just like weird shit that you collect like all the knives and forks are different <laughs> like all, this, all, no, like all my knives and forks are the same I only have the friggin I've got you my two forks. different sets yeah, but I only use the ones with the flowers on them. Oh, right, yeah. I don't use the ones with the set ones. dresses. <laughs> not autistic. The people at work keep saying I am. I'm not. <laughs> Do they really? Not autistic. I haven't got autistic traits. You can't smell I just autistic like my without freaking... fantastic. It's Wait, no, that's wrong. It's autastic, I think. <laughs> I just like the forks and knives with the flower patterns on them. <laughs> they taste better. They're the right shape. Like the shape of the other ones. <laughs> Colour purple, eh? I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give Kate Blanchett. It's, uh, it's fucking great. I loved it. I didn't love it. It was really hard to get through, but it was a really good film. Oh, the first song is really good. 
it does set the tone quite badly because it's quite a happy song. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Why did the colour purple have Megan the Stallion in it? It did. Did it? She did a song, yeah. Yeah, she, Megan... yeah, she did a song called, called Dry Ass Pussy. <laughs> There's a bit in that Ben Shapiro rap where he talks about how he doesn't like that wet ass pussy or something like that. He does realise that arousal involves the vagina getting wet, right? Yeah, his wife probably knows, but not from him. No, yeah. In the US, though, they do have like a weird thing where they have to buy lube. Uh, like a lot of like those teen comedies, they're always like, oh, I've got lube and I've got a condom. It's like, I guess that's because, because they've got the quite people a writing serious rape rapists. culture, don't they? Yeah. A lot of them fucking... Fucking grim. Ben Shapiro is a tiny man. <laughs> He's a tiny man with a tiny penis. Mm. Yep. Anyway, I, I just realised I could have reviewed Ultraman Trigger this week. You're going to review that now? No, because I've got to talk about something else. What are you going to talk about? Um, Reacher series one and two. <laughs> talk to me about that giant fucking white-shaved Sasquatch. Reacher is <laughs> the littlest hobo. <laughs> It's about a man who wanders into a place, into a town, and then he's like, especially the first series, and it's like, and then he helps the town improve their lives, but he does it by kick punching everything and punching lots of stuff. The second season, both seasons, the opening of the second season where he saves the woman from carjacking. Yeah, yeah, right at the start, destroying her car. Fucking great that bit. Um, but yeah, the show. So season one, he's like investigating the death of his brother. Yeah, he just sort of strong arms his way into the investigation yeah. by just being too difficult for them to get rid of. Um, but he was in the special police, and in an investigation, details matter. Yeah, um, assumptions get people killed. No one messes with the special investigations unit. Um, I know all Jack Reacher's phrases now. Um, but yeah, the first series is very much he's in a small town. There's a lot of assholes in this town and they seem magnetically attracted to him and don't understand that maybe you shouldn't pick on the six foot six, like 250 pound friggin' beast of a man who like at one point catches a guy's fist and then throws it into the face of another person. Yeah, he does like that. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. Am I talking? <laughs> who are you talking to, boy? Well, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to your friend in the nicer boots who drives a big truck with you in the bitch seat. <laughs> The second series has got a lot less of um, Reacher beats up an asshole, but the whole series is very focused on um, Reacher's friends have all seem to be doing pretty great, and he's just wandering around, and he's you get little moments. Reacher doesn't Reacher doesn't like you know develop much as a character. Often, no, he does little tiny incremental developments. That's because it's a TV show; you got to drag it out for years. Yeah, but you know that he's thinking about those things in subtle ways, but he just will never verbalize them. You're never going to get him going. Actually, I would really like to have a family and be co- and have a home to live in and all this sort of stuff. But also, I just want to walk around everywhere and be on my own because if I'm on my own, less people get hurt. Ironically, that's not what happens. Yeah, um, he when he's wandering hurts. around, he just hurts people all the time. I like his little line where it's like, "Don't you ever?" It's like, "If I get a suit, then I'm going to get a suitcase to carry the suit around. If I get a yes. suitcase, pretty much, I'm pretty soon I'm going to have a house to keep the suitcase in." Yeah. <laughs> Talking about autistic heroes. <laughs> yeah. The opening scene of the film is like... The opening scene of the second series is him like buying new clothes from a gift shop and he just gives the girl the dirty clothes because he just 
comfortable to watch. Yeah, they make a line about him. There's a line about him wearing used underwear all the time because he just doesn't own anything. Yeah. Um, the only thing he carries around with the first series is the. Um, there's a line about like the, have you there's a bit which says have you unpacked and he just puts the toothbrush down. And he goes yeah I have now and then when he's got all the money at the end. And they're like, what are you going to spend your money on? Oh, I went toothbrush. I need a new toothbrush. <laughs> yes. Um, he should have killed someone with a toothbrush. It was yeah. a missed opportunity. Maybe he does in another series. I like um, I like the fact that he isn't invincible. No. He gets real fucked up. <laughs> Not often. He gets fucked up with that crowbar so Yeah, bad. but he still kills the guy. In yeah, fucking... I know, but like barely. I mean, he he, he like just comes out of the water and kills the guy. Like, gun. So he murders. He water. kills so many people. He does. Like, he's killing people left, right, and centre. Um, you know, the show's fun. The first series is all like the investigation stuff. It's, it feels like Walker, Texas Ranger, the first series, but like, not shit. Yeah, it um, feels like it's it's got a really fun vibe because you've got the two cops. Renegade. Was, the two cops are so good in the first series. Yeah, yeah. I did a um, fist pump when Finley turned up in season oh, two. Oh, Finley, Finley in season two was yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. Keep him out. He's great. I love seeing Finley. Finley awesome. at the end to say he bought you a corduroy collar. <laughs> yeah. There's all the all the little things with Finley in the first series. I, I'm they just leave like, a country one last time if I'm gonna die. They start off like getting in each other's nerves all the time and Reacher's jibing him to annoy him. Yeah. But gradually as the show gets on, it becomes friendlier and he's just like, Yeah, man, Finley you got some guns. Like, really? Yeah. No. Like, well, Finley, you you should get out of the suit sometimes. You look really jacked. It's like, really? It's like, no. <laughs> no. He's got that really stri- simple way of saying no, where it's just like it's incredibly sick. Because it's the guy who's like, <laughs> was it with the dog guy? The guy who's been abused, hurting the abusing oh, yeah, dog. He's like, he's like, this this was bone dry when I came along. Yeah, I, f- I gave him water this morning. He just goes, no, you didn't. You calling me a liar? He's like, yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, bone, that bone was bone dry when I went past here. There's something about him saying bone dry. I love that, that that plot thing as well isn't like a one episode thing that happens as a little subplot. Like Reacher saves a dog for one episode. Yeah. It's like ongoing it, for the whole yeah, series. It crops up every two episodes and then at the end of the series it's like Finley's adopted the dog <laughs> and called it Jack. It's like, I um, like I like that Finley's arc in the first series isn't He's going to get back together with his wife. He's accepting it's over. Well, he can't get back together with his wife. She died. Yeah, she's dead. Yeah. But it's like, but it's like you get the idea that that's where it's initially going, and then you find out she's. I hope dead. he got the he, you know went off and pulled the hot chick from the hotel because the one he was he was into him. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, he's got game. Finley's yeah. got game. He was going. Yeah, yeah. I, re- I was really happy when Finley turned up in the second series because the second series, the whole of the mm. cast are really good. Like it's mm. it's really clever the way yeah, that they've it's got, got um, like Serinda Swan in it. Yeah. It was um and nearly uh, came back. Medusa. She was in the in the in, in, uh, in the uh, Inhumans. Inhumans, yeah. Do you remember the Inhumans? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but no, like um, Neely's back. Neely's great as always. Yeah, I like Neely. Neely was Neely's so good in the first the best series. So, yeah, she's essentially um, autistic Jack, and she likes Transformers. So yeah, she's essentially autistic, small brown version of Jack. <laughs> More autistic. <laughs> More autistic. <laughs> I like I like the fact that he's ready to go into an argument with the cashier about the price of the fucking used clothes. So the sign over there says eleven dollars. He's got the rules. He follows the rules. He knows the rules. He knows the rules. He's got a photographic memory and all this. But um, uh, I like Neely is just because um, she has the whole thing where she doesn't like being touched and everyone yeah. respects it. And there's like there's one episode where someone grabs her in an alley and she's like get your hands off me and she kicks the shit out of him. But oh, then it builds up to fight's really good. when the cop. Guy dies and he like holds his hand up and wants to hold it and you can tell us the moment where she's like thinking about whether she can do it or not. Yeah. Like fucking 
good shit. Yeah, that's good character shit. Yeah, um, no, it's just it's it's such a. They got the guy who probably would have been played by Jeremy Piven in their team a few years ago. Wouldn't he? Oh, the young guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, can't remember his name. But no, I actually think that's pretty good casting. I don't know who he is, but he's, he's well cast. One thing though, what happened to the black guys in their squad? I can't remember his name. The old guy. The sniper. Yeah, the older guy. Yeah, what happened he to him? Died. But there's no mention of that. Yeah, there is. He's one of the two that died. No, because the other two was one of them was the guitar playing guy. Yeah. One was the Latino guy who died. Yeah. And there was the um the guy who was his best buddy. Snow. Yeah, three of them died. No, two died in one incident. Your four died. Two died. Four died. There was because you know that you know they say so. You find out the first one's the guy who gets dropped from the plane. Yeah. The second guy, you find out that he's he's been killed. They there was the nine update. of them in their squad though, and they said there was eight for the series. Four of them died, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's four of them who are still investigating the crimes. There was nine in their squad when they were in the. You must be right. Ops unit, yeah. Because they thought Snow was still the alive. Asian the guy, Asian, the younger guy, the, the Asian two... The guy was Snow, I think. The Latino guy with the tattoo in his buddy. Yeah. Um, older black dude, and then the four main characters. So what happened to older black dude? I thought he was going to die during the drug bus thing, and that's why they never mentioned it or something. Yeah. I swear that he was... Uh, no, I swear they mentioned he died. Mm. But yet, like, it's, it's so weird how good Reacher is compared to, like, the other series they've tried to make about, like... Tom Clancy style because I tried watching that well, kill this isn't list. Tom Clancy this is Ian Child oh sorry yeah is Ian um, Child yeah I tried watching that kill list thing with Chris, Chris Pratt mm. it was so bad it like it was bad on a technical level which is even worse yeah Reach is good they knows where it's spend its budget yeah um, not on CGI helicopters they, no no they did they did a couple of CGI helicopters probably 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 but that's that. that's how you know a quality TV show is when um, the CGI looks like shite because <laughs> like, it's, it's not important. What's it, important exactly. is That's they have a big fight in a warehouse that's on fire and, and one of the guys gets crushed by a giant press. Um, Finley um, just brutally doing the most brutal murder kill in the whole yeah. thing. Um, he takes out that guy with that pistol after he's wasted. He's used all his machine gun ammo and the guy's like come around the corner, the FBI mm. agent. Yeah. And just a fucking room. I thought in the first press. series they were going to have like, you know, the the, um, the mayor guy points himself as chief of police. Yeah. I thought that he was going to be the one they keep alive to take the full <laughs> full crime. And he just gets his fucking brains blown out because he tries to reach for He gets for handcuffed, a... doesn't he? He gets, his gets his ass kicked. He gets his ass kicked by a small, tiny woman yeah. and still tries to reach for the gun. Like, you idiot, man. I'm not going to learn anything. What's the name of that guy? Josh? No. I'm going to try and find the dude who was the black guy in the... It's probably something in another Dean story. Dean McKenzie, Stan Lowry. Um, so it was, it was yeah. Lowry. Yeah. Because he's not one of the ones who gets killed by um, T-1000, Robert Patrick, um, who doesn't give a shit about Sarah Connor. He was really good in... Uh, he was really good in this. I really like him as a as like a little like pissed-off villain. Yeah. Well, there was a, there was a Terminator reference in there, wasn't there? Because... Um, Reacher books his place in hotels under oh, the name he books of under Sarah Connor. Connor. Yeah, and he's like, who's Sarah Connor? He goes, I don't give a shit. Oh, so Larry moved to Montana and raised sheep. He was hit by a truck and died. Oh. So he died Died after their little... So he died. Yeah, because the thi- this, this one's based on one of the much later books. The first series is based on the first book, um, which was... Uh, I can't remember what it's called. The second series is Bad Luck and Trouble, isn't it? That's the name of the book it's based on. But they're doing them out of order. Like they're doing whatever order they want. Okay. Because I think Neely isn't in the first book, but they yeah. introduce her in the first series so they can have her ready for the the second series. Here's the thing. So in ATM, Neely tells Reacher that Lowry was killed in a car accident in Montana. 
two years earlier to the incident they're dealing with in season two. Uh, the funeral was attended by former members of the hundred. Oh yeah, so yeah, they yeah. All went. It was just Reacher didn't. Oh, the funeral Reacher. sequence where they <coughs> in the second series where the um, hitman come after them at the funeral, hmm. and one of them gets shot in the head by Neely from like miles away with a pistol, and the other guy's just like fuck this, just runs. Smartest henchman in the show. I really like the drug bus scene where they're like they're like there's no drugs anywhere. We're not going. There's nothing around here, and they just go to the tire and they go. Yeah, it's like no one with the um. They go into that house. There's a house that's next door to the old lady. There's oh, the explosives. Game. And they just yeah. kick the shit out of everyone. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. They blow the house up. They beat the shit out of everyone. He chases a guy. <laughs> he kills him for a heart attack. Yeah. He's, he's Rachel and he just... He's like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> that one, that one, that one, I think Reacher should at least take the blame for that one. That's, uh, he could have, he could have maybe not thrown a barbecue straight into his... I love, I love the. That could have been just some guy who was like curious what was going on. They yeah, got scared. Um, <laughs> the drug, the um, the initial episode where he's trying to find out where the drugs are in this first series, mm. in no, in the second series, and he goes, "Is there like a church that does like a drug program or something like that?" It's like, where do people usually get their fix? And it's just the guy sitting on the sofa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy goes along. He goes, no, he gets his gun from him first. <laughs> That's true. Beats him and get his gun, and then the second time he goes to get the the drugs off him to. Yeah, he gets the drugs and the money, and he gives the money to the pri- the priest. Yeah, and then fucks off. But it's like, yeah, he beats him up a second time. They see him come, they just like run for it. Oh, fucking great! <clears throat> I just really like the fact it's just like he's just he's just a weirdo who goes town to town solving crimes. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Looking forward to the next season. Series. Three's already being filmed, or is yeah, it already yeah. done? Yeah, they're filming it now because I don't think they had plans to do a season two in the first one. Ed, but it was like a little sort of. I don't hit. know. I don't know. I think maybe they did because <coughs> it's been um, almost two years. It was almost two years between series one and two. Yeah, but I think Alan Richardson was doing something in between. I think he was doing Fast X. Was he? Yeah. Is he in that? Yeah. He's, he's not been... the bad guy. He's the main bad guy. Is he? Well, no, he's secondary to Jason Momoa's the main bad guy. Yeah, yeah he's secondary to Jason Momoa because he's been saying he wants to. Um, he wants to be Batman. <laughs> He'd like, be good as Batman. And he's basically Batman without the mask on, isn't he? <laughs> like, yeah. But um, yeah, he's a big lad. Oh, yeah, he was Aquaman. Was he? Yeah, what? back in Smallville. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is. He, I mean, I've always liked Alan Richardson. He's always been funny as well. Like, he's. And, uh, but yeah, like, um, I'm trying to think. He's but, 41. But I remember they, um, when they did the the Jack Reacher films and everyone moaned about Titans Tom Cruise. Titans was the thing that he was in. Yeah. Oh, he was Hawk, wasn't he? He was Hawk, yeah. yeah. Hawk and Dove. He had like one of the best endings in Titans because he sacrificed himself, and they were like, they were like, "Oh, Hawk's gone. This thing exploded, and we couldn't get out of him, so he's just he's gone now." And then, like on a later episode, some guy has like a trip to like the afterlife because mm. he's like been drugged out, and Hawk's there, and he's not in his costume. He's just hanging out with his brother who died when he was younger, which is the reason he became a superhero. And he's just got a baseball bat. And his brother has got a got a um, football helmet, and they're kicking the shit out of demons in limbo forever. He's like, "There's nowhere else I'd rather be." <laughs> I'm like, "Good job, bud. I'm glad you're happy." Um, yeah. yeah, Fast X he was in. Yeah. So I think that's why he wasn't in thing because Fast X had like a really fucked shooting schedule, didn't it? Yeah, well, I want to see if they're going to adapt any of the books that the um, the Tom Cruise films were based on. Well, the next series is a solo one, so it might be one. It might be. But well, they all are. They all. Like they're all just individual. No, no, I mean like as it's solo Reacher. Yeah. Whereas the two that Tom Cruise did, they were solo Reacher films. Yeah, well, yeah. Amazon renewed I mean, most Reacher of the series for a third season Reacher. two weeks before the second. Bad season. Luck and Trouble's the only one where he hangs out with the whole gang. Oh, I, think. Really? I think so. Yeah. 
But I think they crop up in other is stories. Is Preacher autistic? Yeah, probably. <laughs> it's 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 one of the questions on Google Damn. when you Google Reacher. Regarding the character of Jack Reacher, it's important to note that he's a fictional crea- character created by Lee Child. While some readers have speculated about the possibility of Reacher displaying traits associated with Asperger's syndrome, the author himself has not explicitly stated that Reacher has the condition. Right, we'll now find out if the author has found <laughs> out he's good. Because he's very much a raw for insert. Like, Because yeah. um, the author's like six foot five and friggin'. Is he? Yeah, he's quite a, quite a big old guy. He used to. Um, I think he's ex military as well. Yeah. But um, but it used to be um, it used to be a writer for um news um, a journalist I think years ago. But he got fired and just said, "Oh, I've got to write something." So he started writing books about a big man who punches people a lot. Um, but yeah, the Reach is a good fun show. I don't yeah, usually I mean, watch these sort of things. Yeah, um, it's, normally it becomes like weird right right wing propag- like propaganda shit. Nah. But this is like it just it's like fun, easy going shit. There's nothing to be, like, fucking... He doesn't hurt people that, like, fucking are just normal people walking around. He only picks on people that are dickheads. Yeah. Like, committing crimes and stuff. It's just nice. Easy. Yeah. I do like the episode Absolutely. where they go to rob that fucking the science place where they find everything's going down. Mm. They drive the truck through the front of it. Everybody else gets out on time. Reacher's just galloping down the road. And I'm like, that man was not designed to run. Yeah, they, they mention a bunch of times how his, like, his cardio's not so great. And they keep that up. Yeah. Like, there's times where he's running and everyone else is way ahead of him. He's like, you just can't... He's too big for it. It's too big. His body's not made to run. Yeah. I did notice they used some of the same locations in season one and two that were, like, quite clearly in the same area. The warehouse is used again. Yeah, the, um... The, you remember in the season one where there's that bit where he goes to Atlantic City and he, like, fights the guy in the alley and hangs him... Oh, with the, the tie? Yeah. That's a um, fucking great That whole scene. area, that's the same. That was New York in the second scene. Yeah. It's part of New York. I swear they use the same friggin... The, fight with the place where they fight the bikers, yeah. I swear it's the same place they also go to in the earlier in the series. Like, I think they redress the same building. I thought it was the back of the diner they had from the first season. Probably, yeah. Because that's why... Yeah, the, ATM, was... the ATM bit is like... That's clearly the same one. town from yeah. the first series, yeah. So the warehouse was used Atlanta. again for the... You know the warehouse yeah. from the first series at the end? Yeah. That's the same area they go to to go and rescue people. They've just directed a fence mm. around it. Um, it's still, I, I didn't mind any of that. Yeah, like it doesn't doesn't take away from. It's anything. all shot in Atlanta. There's a yeah. couple of walk. I think I'm pretty sure I saw some of the Walking Dead locations as well. Yeah, probably. Um, but no, it's a good, good, good show. I was uh, hoping the next series he punches some more people. Yeah. Um, there needs more. Second, third series will need more of um, Reacher just stumbles across a dick hole and beats the shit out of them moments. Because that's the first series is full of that stuff where yeah. assholes either come to him or he stumbles across an asshole and then he beats the shit out of them. And that's like the best stuff. Because when you get old, you like watching that. Yeah, you like yeah. watching teaser, geezer teasers. Yeah. I do like the first series where um, he goes up to me and goes, oh, they must have been some sort of... I mean, I'm pretty sure they were South African special forces. Like, how do you know? It's like... Well, I fought South African special forces and they use that distinct fighting style. It's like, when did you fight South African special forces? That's not really important. No, he says there must have been special forces. How do you know? Because if they weren't, they would fight would have lasted less time. <laughs> like, no, he says something about the specific martial arts. South American. South American. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, they must have had training because the fight wouldn't have lasted so long. I don't understand why in the in the second series when they find all the drugs and they stop the drug trafficking, the guy's so pissed off with them. What? 
you know the the leader of the military base that they're on. They set up. They're, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's just pissed off that because it'll on, look bad because it, it was going on. The command officer, well, it's yeah. command officers getting the promotion, isn't it? Yeah, but um. Yeah, and he's basically yeah. Don't, it'll look bad if they find out there's been this whole thing going on under him because he's just ignored it. Yeah, um, you, you don't mess with the special investigations unit. No, you do not. No, no. And um, Robert Patrick was really good as a villain again. Yeah, he, he's, he kills as a villain, doesn't he? Like in a lot of things, he was good in um, Peacemaker. Yeah, he likes being just this cranky old bastard. Yeah, he's probably a bit of a dick in real life. Who knows? Maybe I don't know. He's 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 swelling up a bit. He looks a bit like he looks he's got that round. red. He's going William Sadler. He could play if he could get. To, I don't think he could do a British accent. I guarantee, but he could play a gammon. Yeah, he could if he could do a British gammon, British accent, he could definitely play a gammon. Yeah, I can imagine him in a string vest and um, navy blue shorts, shouting about them foreigners. He'd, he'd get that down. But yeah, no, I agree. Reacher, Reacher season one and two, surprisingly watchable and fun. Do you see the poster for the second series? No, what is it? It's just a picture of Reacher with his back to you. <laughs> and the, the tagline just in big letters just on him just says Reacher's back. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. He spoke to Tom Cruise when he took this, didn't he? Really? Yeah, apparently he spoke to Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise was like, just didn't want to give his blessing to any of it. And Tom Cruise was probably just like, ah, whatever, fucking, I've got Mission yeah. Impossible, mate. I've got Mission Impossible, whatever dead the next one's part called. One. Oh, wait, no, sorry, just Dead Reckoning. Yeah, whatever the next part's called. They're not going to continue the series about the virus. It's a really good film. It is. It carries on in the next one, but I still haven't seen that one. I'm waiting for it to be on Paramount Plus. Yeah, it should be soon. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just Alan Richardson, just absolute chap. He's good at most of the stuff. If Reacher got really fat, would he be called Reach Around? To be he's fair, right. he's so much bigger in this series than he was in the first. Yeah, he's got to be bigger. He's, he's massive. He's had two years off. He's just been... Wandering around. Walking. I do like the fact at the end of this, he just he does, walks. He's got no need for just a car. Walking. He's walking. Yeah. Like, he gets on the bus. At the oh, end. yeah, he's got an unlimited got, bus yeah, pass. Yeah. For a year. Yeah. Go anywhere for a year. Yeah. Yeah. But um, he's, just got, he's, he's really strong because he's got no need to drive. He just drops to his hands and knees and scurries like a beetle. Like a cockroach. <laughs> It's Metamorphosis, the Jack Reacher edition. <laughs> he becomes a giant insect and beats the shit out of people. Franz Kafka's... Jack Reacher. Right, I've got this idea for a book. What is it? It's, like, it's about this guy, Mama, right? Yeah. You throw an apple and he wakes up one day, don't you fucking do it. And he's, he's a bug. What? Just a really big fucking bug. So he gets Neely on the phone. Kafka. So he gets Neely on the blower. And she helps him take down an international... Turned into program. a bug again, yeah. <laughs> People are still picking fights with him, even though he's a giant cockroach. Mm. He can do... He's just like... His life's like Streets of Rage. It is. It is like Streets of Rage. Yeah. Perfect. It's just do what we just fights the same five guys over and over again, but they put on a different you jacket. Again? They just put a different jacket on every time he sees him. Oh, the fucking... The first season... Oh, no, this one's wearing a red jacket. Fuck. The first season where he kills the two assassins that are sent after him, and he's driving the car and he takes it down like a dirt road. <laughs> and he keeps it driving and just jumps out. And they come along and they're like, oh, and he goes, just pops out and kills He <laughs> tries to open the trunk. Yeah. He can't fit the guy, so he just breaks his legs. <laughs> and then doesn't tell anyone he's got dead bodies in it's the just, trunk. It leaves, and it's, Neely, it's not Neely's car, it's Figgy's car, isn't it? It's yeah. The, uh... uh... Uh, great times. Um, yeah, Jack Reacher, a lot of fun. Yeah, I want season three now. 
Yeah, it's well, it's going to be end of this year apparently. Yeah, should be good. Um, I'm, I reckon they'll keep him doing it for years because he's just he's just very good at. at he's not going to be in the next Fast and the Furious because I don't think they're continuing. Well, they're doing Fast Eleven. Isn't it supposed to be Fast? Tex was supposed to be the first of three finale. I thought it was like the second of three. I don't know. No, not at But I don't. I don't reckon he's coming back for that because I don't think they're going to continue the stories they planned. And also, he was definitely the lowest paid person in that, which is a fucking travesty when you've got someone like Vin Diesel being fucking dog shit in it. Mm. Oh, what's going on with the Fast and Furious now? I know they said something about John Cena was a bad. Fast guy, Ten was meant to be a, a two-parter, wasn't it? But then yeah. they said it's going to be a three-parter, and like. You realise you're making the Fast and the Furious, right? You're not making Koyanis Katsy here. Fucking, you just got to drive some cars a bit and smash them into things. Oh, now I want Fast and the Furious version of Metamorphosis. We should get one where um, a mysterious creep person from outer space turns up and Dominic Toretto has to fight him. But the mysterious person from outer space is Riddick. And then they team up against a uh, um, guy who hunts witches. The last witch hunter... <laughs> Oh my god, you finally mentioned a good yeah. Vin Diesel movie. What if Vin Diesel was being chased by his character from Man Dungeons Apart? Man of, Man, what's the one where he was in? Was it Man Apart? The one where he's a cop and he has a beard, so you know he's doing serious acting. I don't remember that. It wasn't good. It was an early 2000s film. Like Narc? Yeah, it was his, It was his like, I'm being a serious actor oh, yeah. film. And it didn't work out, so he made another Riddick. Narc was a really good film. I don't watch that again. Well, of um, Ray Liotta yeah, and yeah, Jason yeah. Patrick. Narc, yeah, I remember Narc. Everyone's seen Narc. I don't think anyone did see yeah, Narc. Yeah, Narc was a big deal, man, back in the night. Deal? Yeah, yeah, that was a big deal. It was 2003. Narc, it's earlier than that. No, Are you talking about the remake of Narc? Oh, maybe it is the remake of Narc. I don't know, there's two films called Narc, isn't there? There might be an 80s one. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the 2003, the... It was really good. It was, it was like a big hit on DVD, but I don't think it was like a massive... Everyone knew about it. No, it might be that one. I can't remember, but it's... 2002, sorry. Yeah. Uh, tells the story of a suspended undercover narcotics officer, Jason Patrick, who's reluctantly, reluctantly drawn back on the force. No, that was a big deal when it came out. Yeah. But it was... um, wasn't Was it directed by Michael Mann? I can't no, remember. No, Joe Carnahan. That's the guy. Yeah, that's probably why I remember it. He's a good director, Joe Carnahan. He did Joe, great. Joe, Joe's Bizarre Adventure. Oh, and Smoking Aces. Oh! Go, go full circle. All right. Well, you can find Anne at LV54 Space Monkey on Twitter and also Wildwoods Hat on Twitter. You can also find him on YouTube as Anne's Bot Collection. You can also find him as Mellow Gaming. Anything coming up for Mellow Gaming? No. Just make a video when I feel like it. We're going to make s'mores with white chocolate. Okay. I got a bunch I'm of PS1 games though the other day. Did you see what I got? What'd you get? I got Mission Impossible. Yeah. Um, The World is Not Enough. Yeah. Tunnel B1. Yeah. And theme park. Okay, you and I got Mission Impossible on the NES. You call me when you get Psychic Force. Yeah, that never comes in. That will come in. If you get Psychic Force, you call me and I'll beat your ass at it. Or Toka Race Driver 1. Have I got that? Toka no, I don't think I've. No, I haven't. No. I'll kick your ass at either of those games. Uh, I've got Tenchu Stealth Assassin. No one can beat Tenchu. That's from software, isn't it? Can't remember. I think it is from software. The only from software game I care about is uh, no freaking um, cookies and cream, curry curry mix. It's Activision, but I swear this was. I think it's from. I don't know. Maybe I think FromSoft actually developed it, didn't they? I can't remember. There's a bit of bubble wrap in there. Why is there bubble wrap in there? I don't know, man. 
It was developed by your fucking attitude. That's what it was developed by. Anyway, end the thing. Cause oh, you found me at Crit Apocalypse everywhere. You're getting um, distracted. And uh, as always, we'll be back again in two weeks to discuss other shit. What what's coming up? What's what's upcoming that you're looking forward to? Um, I don't know. There's a new Yakuza game out. Yeah, that's on its way, and I'm still fucked off that it hasn't arrived yet. Does it say it's on its way? Yeah. I've got the tracking number and everything, and it comes up saying, we'll let you know when we attempt to deliver it. But it's been saying that since fucking the 23rd? So, six days ago? I don't know, maybe, maybe it died. Hopefully it comes today. If not, then I'm gonna, I'll am gonna message them on the yeah. website, because I bought it from Cool Shop, and they're an actual proper website. I played the demo. Oh, does that add to your... Because when you, when you finish Like a Dragon Gaiden... It gives you there's the demo. A, there's two demos. Oh, cool. There's like a little one that apparently... Might be from the game. Someone said it wasn't in the game, I oh. saw. But it's quite clearly part of the story. But I think it's maybe playing out differently because you fight a boss in it, but then the bosses just stand there watching you fight oh. at the end of it. So I think they've just moved the boss fight around a bit and messed with it a little bit to give you your own little game. Oh, okay. And then you also get a free roam thing where you can wander around a section of Hawaii oh, that's and cool. stuff. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing how it is. I'm 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 not going to play that one. I'm going to try and complete Like a Dragon... Um, before I jump into any of the other I need ones. to play... I still haven't played Yakuza Guide. I've still got to finish Kiwami 1. Yeah. got to play through Kiwami 2, and I still haven't played um, Yakuza 5. I've almost completed Kiwami 1. Hmm. It's not very long. No, it's not. It's got none mini-games and stuff. It's a very much shorter game than the others. Um, and it moves it like a good clip, but I just yeah. haven't found the time to get through it. It's it's 100% focused on the story. They, yeah. The Kiwami chucking in the Majima stuff, it's, that's like the biggest... That's the biggest How distraction. How far into it have you gone? Um, chapter six or something like that. So the funeral. Remember. No, we've gone past that. You gone past that? Yeah, I've gone past where you have to sneak into the funeral. Okay. Because I did that on the um, original game as well. Because yeah. I've got the well, I've got the PS3 version of the PS2 game. Oh, okay. This is entirely in Japanese. Oh, that's no good. Yeah. Actually, I got quite far on it before I I got stuck at the funeral part where you have to sneak in. Well, a lot of the Japanese games really cleverly, especially since the last, I think since the PS3 was backwards compatible and not backwards compatible, but region free. I think that they made all their games so that there's like, you get the green option pop up in text and dialogue. And I like, just head towards the pink dot on the map. You head towards the pink dot, and then when yeah. you're talking to people, you get the green option. Always pick yeah. the green one, and yeah. I can continue the plot for you. Yeah. Giro! Oh, yeah, no, I picked the right one. He shouted my name. <laughs> he knows me. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, I really like those games. I, I wanted to try Ishin, mm. but I'm going to get no, that. I need to play that at some point. Jesus Christ. I'm going to try and. Get onto that next, and also I've got, I've still got Devil May Cry the special edition for the PS5. Dimica. I haven't started yet. Dimica. Yeah, DMC five. Still haven't started. I completed oh. DMC five, the vanilla version. I only like the DMC. I only like DMC. The original, the, the reboot one. Yeah, the original. That's the best. Two thousand and eight. No. Twenty twelve. The reboot one where he's got short black yeah, was hair. Was it twenty two thousand nine or twenty twelve? By Ninja Theory, it's which is a, a really game. good game. It's such a good game. I Stop being a one. bunch of crybabies. No, I completed that one. I've completed the first one. He has white one. hair by the end of the game. Fucking... Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've completed that one. I completed... That had some of the best bosses because they're all fucking gross. They're all squiddly diddly. All right. Um, as always, um, Rishi Sunak is a midget a prick. And tiny, a midget. tiny weird man. Tiny, tiny weird prick. Oh, who... Gussie, today people are trying to get rid of Starmer now. Who? This morning today people are trying to get Starmer kicked out. For who? With Labour, because they... No, but I mean, like, for who? Who's going to replace Starmer? Anyone would be... Any, someone true. Someone who could have a stance on something. You know, he started out being okay at the job, and, they like, didn't. he had, like, a few of the right 
attitude to the stuff. pinned as a fucking red tie Tory. And they just turned into a Tory. He is a Tory. Fucking yeah. Tories. Tory, um, the only good Tory is Tory Amos. Ain't that right? I don't know who that is. Tory Amos? Fucking Jesus Christ. From Amos and Andy? No. Oh. She just sings fucking Jesus Christ. It must have been love. Right, anyway. Say bye. Bye, bye everyone. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening. Fuck off. Oh.